0: Welcome to the Flatlands Field & Foul Podcast, with your hosts, Dwayne Erickson and Tanner Friesen. Stay tuned for all kinds of hunting talk, outdoors talk, various other topics. You're sure to have a good time here in good hands.
1: Hunt based only on trophies taken fall er, Okay. No,
0: no, we're, we're oh, yeah. Alright.
1: A hunt based only on trophies taken falls far short of what the ultimate goal should be. Fred Bear.
0: Huh. Now we know. Now we know. Ain't no at the antlers. Can't eat the antlers. <laughs> you know, I wonder if you could make some kind of an antler stew. You know? I don't know, there's no marrow in them. Well, I mean, you could
1: have them in the stew, and oh, just for a kind of a garnish, Like a little decorative piece I spoil i mean
0: I mean how you could boil them for a few days and
1: throw that in a whole soup pot. you can't see this, but a whole up a shed or a cut actually cut off a white tail white um, tail, a massy one at that
0: Yeah. speaking of antlers, I was out at the uh Steinbeck and area scoring night a few weeks back, okay. <sighs> There was some pigs there, man. (laughs) Good grief. I've never seen you that big. I don't know what, like, the guy that won the scoring (laughs) night, he shot this, it was a 208 and change. It looked like a triceratops, and it was scored as a typical. And he said he shot it with a bow out of a blind at 17 yards. Dang. Did I send you that picture? No. I'm going to pull it up here real quick. I'm not going to reveal it for the... Actually, I should post that on the page. That'd be a good... Yeah, well, I mean, I'd get some permissions first. Well,
1: I mean, I don't know the guy's name, but... Oh, that way. But well, you could just do an anonymous post.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It was, okay, 208 and two-eighths. Right there. Two-eighths. So a quarter, but yeah. you know, in, in white-tail scoring, it's an yeah. eighth. Wow. He's got things kicking off... Uh, he, that's a whole bunch of garbage on there. Yeah. But I guess it's so symmetrical with all the garbage that it could
1: be scored as a typical. I thought drop times usually meant untypical, though. Yeah, well,
0: no, somehow it scored guess, hey, typical, and those guys are reputable, and there was a whole bunch from their scoring. So. Not my decision to make. Hey, there's a big deer. That's, that's a behemoth. <laughs> and then there was some that, like, the the mass on the. On the beams coming right off the head, it was like you could barely wrap your hand. I didn't obviously touch him, but yeah. it looked like it was like, I would struggle to put my hand Look, down that's, on That's me. an oak tree of an antler. right That is quite big. Dang. And a fella can dream one day. A fella can dream. And I, you know, honestly, I don't know what I would do if I'd see that while I was hunting. Like, That'd be a hard shot to make, at, even at 17 yards. <sighs> he must have been shaking something fierce.
1: Or just ice throat flowing through his
0: veins. <sighs> campaigns that thing. Yeah, yeah. No problem. I, mean, I imagine the celebration would have been ruthless. Oh, I'd reckon this old 26 wouldn't have been enough that night. <laughs> or even just right there in the field, like the feelings you go through. Oh, that's what I'm saying, so, right yeah, there in the field. Yeah, 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 but you stick an arrow through something with that size. Oh, I'd probably shed a tear or
1: two. I'm not, a, not afraid to admit that. Yeah, I'd probably that's, fill my pants. That's a massive animal. That's a once-in-a-lifetime animal. Right yeah, there. absolutely. Especially in this area. Like,
0: it's not like we're breeding that one was, Alberta. That one was taken, um, I believe, in the Miami general area.
1: Still, that's not an inner lake, no. inner lake buck or a That's a
0: prairie Al, deer.
1: Al, Alberta whitetail that, you know guys pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to pick walk well, okay, not hundreds of thousands but thousands, thousands of, dollars. of dollars to hunt yeah
0: like that's, that's something stud.
1: that is a for a stud. cold
0: prairie buck
1: that's an old deer too that's must, not must
0: have a, been down by a river somewhere
1: very well could have been absolutely with that I, mass i don't know what the sipping is. on uh sipping on river water and eating corn he must have had that deer pattern though i would i would think so because big deer like that, they don't get big just by roaming around,
0: middle of rifle season. No. And his buddy that he came to the night there with, he also had like a, was it a 160 or something? 170? <laughs> Almost makes you wonder if they're farming deer out there. <sighs> I, I'm sure they're not, but makes a fellow wonder. Hey, man, but there's, there's a reason that deer get that size, though. There is. They're not stupid. No, nope, that they're not. Not like Um, we both experienced that this year. (laughs) My goodness. What a year it has been. I am glad that it's almost over. Yeah. It's been, hunting-wise only,
1: it has been the most frustrating, um, almost blasphemous year that I've experienced since I've started hunting.
0: I want to... Agree for myself with that as well. Now, we hunted
1: hard this oh, year, did we? This is the hardest year of it. This is the hardest I've ever hunted any. any year. I was out thirty-eight times, thirty-eight yeah. visits to the bush with the intent
0: of killing an animal. I didn't count, but I must have been a little higher than that. Yeah, yet. you were. There's
1: a couple weekends there towards the end where you made it out that where I didn't. Yeah, yeah it I was, did. I
0: did. I did all day,
1: all days. I, yeah, like, I did a couple day longs. Yeah. but not as many as I have in recent years but yeah it was just a it was a frustrating year to be
0: the boys <laughs> all I can say is there was many a day there when I was just you know it was substantially colder than I thought it was going to be this fall especially during rifle season yeah some of those some of those days were very nice but some of those days were just Bloody cold. I think that
1: was a big par- part of the problem that we had was that Very the well weather inclement. was so inclement Yeah, that we just couldn't... Like, we didn't have that, you know, late October freeze, you know, right around Halloween freeze yeah. and
0: cold November. Remember last year on Halloween, I went and visited BT because he had a part for my quad at his parents' place, Yeah, and he was, he was bull hunting behind the barns there, and... I remember standing outside having a chat with him after he come back from the bush, and it was—I remember it just being cold. Yeah, and miserable last year. I was wearing
1: my bibs last year at Halloween. I remember I was working late. Miserable. Yeah, it was absolutely but miserable.
0: This year during rifle, there was times like my Savage rifle. It has a like a thumb safety. Sure. So I'd keep a cha- uh, keep a cartridge in the chamber. Yeah. Just the safety on, and. There was a couple days later on in the day, like, you know, coming close to dark, when I realized I was trying to push my safety forward, but my thumb would just go up. Like, it would just... It, yeah. I couldn't push with couldn't it. Couldn't push it. There was no, no power there at all. And I, I had never experienced that before. I didn't know what to think. It's yeah. Like, my, my hands don't work anymore.
1: They're that cold.
0: I don't know what to do.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, it was... It was great, but it was mad, oh crazy. yeah, don't get me wrong.
1: It was great to be out in the bush as much as as much as at, at least talking from speaking for myself, I was i mean thirty eight days that's that's a lot of time mm-hmm. in nature tuned in, tuned up to where you you know you get out of the bush even if it's a four or five hour sit and you're just like you're mentally exhausted yeah. because you've been focused on every sound and you know your calling intervals and and everything like that and i mean i I learned a lot this year about patience time space <laughs> perseverance perseverance character building hope yeah yeah lots uh, of hope and faith lots of hope and faith and and I was lucky enough that my freezer was filled um not in the way that I was hoping I feel like a bit of a cop out for doing it but at the same time I didn't it wasn't my uh lack of effort this year no. um, we tried a whole bunch of new things I mean we both hunted area well, we both hunted the white shell, which was completely new to us yeah um we I think we hunted some areas in sandy lands that we've never hunted before, that especially me, I've never hunted out there, so that was all new to me yeah and in those areas I mean
0: I've spent time down there, but never during hunting season, yeah. It's always been after, so and
1: I think wait, the white
0: shell was the biggest learning curve for me anyway this yeah. year. Sandy lines was well. Let's talk about the white shell for a minute here. Let's do that. I remember uh, the night before or a couple nights before when we were kind of looking through maps and topography and stuff yeah. and trying to plan. And I remember you saying or thinking that we were going to have some nice glassing tits to go up on and, and take a gander. And I thought to myself. That doesn't really make sense. But that would be really, really cool. Really neat, yeah. And lo
1: and behold, it didn't quite work out that way. I mean, we definitely did have some nice views while we oh, were out there. Good areas to glass yeah, yeah, But I, I mean, I think we both... The good areas to glass from just wasn't where the deer were. Well, well that's the thing. And you know what? Looking back on everything, I think I had a, I had kind of envisioned a little more of the swamp valleys like the yeah. saddles where we'd be able to sit on and, and wait and just kind of feel the deer out um th- the problem was there wasn't a whole lot of deer to feel out that we come across well and and I think part of that was we both had the um I guess the notion that we'd be tagged out within the you know we'd be back at the truck by noon firing up tenderloin You know what I mean? (laughs) Having a fire and eating some fresh deer, at least.
0: Yeah, we did
1: make that mistake. And I don't think necessarily that that did us in. No. But what I think did us in was we both expected to find deer in the bottoms of saddles. Yes. And I think, at least speaking for me, is I got sloppy coming up hills. Not over top. Over top, I was tuned in. But I got sloppy walking up hills because every deer we saw in that area was... On top of a ridge. On a high point looking down. one being uh, really good... Or being really safe with what their surroundings were. Right? And I think that ultimately was our biggest downfall. Was we weren't so much looking on top of hills. We were looking into swamps. Trying to find them feeding down. Mm -hmm. Bedded down. Whatever, right? And we started to get the right idea... I think in the last probably four hours of our last trip out there, yeah, when we had that big deer run up side of the hill down from the swamp. Down we were well, we were in the swamp. We, we were, were in, down the saddle, in the swamp, and he come down the mountain, or not? If, City. Well, it come down the side of the. It was yeah. It's not a mountain as you would find in Montana or the Rockies, Alberta, but. Uh, for us prairie boys, that's that's, that's a steep... A, that's a... Yeah. It's a pretty big hill. Yeah. and that'll, that'll get your heart rate up if you climb it. Absolutely. And I mean, I think after that, we kind of got the idea that, yeah, we should stick to maybe looking on top and staying on top, but we ended up never getting back out to make another trip this year, which that's life when you're <laughs> not getting paid to do it.
0: Money only takes you so far until you need more.
1: Exactly. Money can take you as far as you want as long as you got enough. (laughs) Yeah, that doesn't seem to be the case. But, uh, I mean, all in all, that was uh, for a couple guys that have never hunted that area. I thought we did all right. I think we did all right for our first year.
0: I think think our expectations were high. But at least we managed to keep the... Latvian Eagle style of optimism while we were hunting. Oh, absolutely. Like I think there might be something over this ridge. There might be something through that saddle. There might be something yeah. around this Yeah, trees. we never. There might be something in these trees, you know.
1: There was never a point in the trips we made out there where I thought, okay, this is... I'm not coming back out here again. This, this is, is stupid. Useless. Yeah, this we're doing something... I always figured we were Tanner, doing, something doing something... Tanner, you're doing something stupid. Exactly. I always thought, okay, we're just not doing it right. Like, there's something we're missing here. And... I think at the end of the day, should we continue next year to do that, which, I mean, I have full intent to. Uh, I'd like to spend you know, some time there again. Good Lord willing. Um, but I, I have an intent to hunt that and still pull a mature deer out of there. I, I, they're there. They There's are big there. big-bodied deer there. We yeah. know that. Yeah. It's just a matter of figuring out how to hunt yeah. them, which, you know at the end of the day is going to translate into... More knowledge elsewhere in hunting, you know should we ever do elk? should we ever do goats? should we ever do whatever right there's There's lessons to be learned in the hunting in the general aspect of hunting and in hilly
0: terrain that we're not used to getting while we're sitting in a tree stand, yeah, and there's also certain aspects of that you can pull from hunting to use in other facets of life as oh well. absolutely that's why hunting's so great, yeah, you can. Every that's, aspect that's of it. That's the most can. old-fashioned, dated, basic way of pr- try, attempting to procure meat for your family.
1: Yep. There's and back in the day, they didn't have superstores stores to run to. No. Or, and,
0: and PC optimum points to mm, collect. Exactly. You had
1: free groceries. If you wanted free groceries, mm-hmm. you walked outside with a stick and string or a rifle
0: and killed it. Yeah. I mean, there's still people that do that up in the Yukon and in Alaska and stuff. Absolutely. But it's, you know, you hear guys are living off moose all year and
1: Yeah, one moose will last them eight, nine months. Yeah. Gets them through the winter.
0: It's a lot of trap lean, That's a lot of lean protein.
1: Absolutely. Gotta mix in that fat though. Yeah. Gotta get that fat in there. Gotta get
0: that beaver meat. Yeah. Um those beaver tails especially. Um Back to the white shell though, that Oh do you remember Um how was it now? And you had, I had jumped up that one side of the ridge on the, on the trail, and you had kept going, and I had thought that you were still back there. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then we had gotten in contact, and you said you'd gone way down there. So, okay, okay, I'll come and find you. No big deal. So, as I was, you know, going like, Are you wander- talking when I went into trappers <laughs> the
1: first time? Cause you had you had split off and you were sitting on the north side of that cut, yeah. And I had kept walking a little farther and then jumped into the yeah. south side of that cut yeah. and had actually worked on worked my way down to the back side yeah. of trappers, yeah. Like yeah. not in the saddle, but in the yeah. swamp.
0: Yeah, and then I started coming down the main trail. Coming and then on, I circled
1: be- up and back, and we
0: and then. What was that first one called again? There was Trappers, and what was the other one? Oh, Gamblers, Gamblers Creek. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, like but Trappers runs into Gamblers yeah, Creek. Yeah. yeah. So I was coming up well, to. I got a <laughs> yeah. I, so I was coming up to Trappers Creek. What What was that whole area called again? That was Trappers. Um,
1: oh, I can't remember now. We had
0: some Trappers
1: Saddle. It. No, we didn't have Trappers Creek. But Trappers yeah, the, Saddle. The creepers. No, that was Gamblers. Was,
0: Trappers, we only crossed. Yeah, we had so. But there was no, that we called the whole area Trappers something. Trappers Run, I think it was.
1: I think it was Trappers Run. Yeah, you'd be correct on that. So I was trying to think of that the other
0: day. I, I was coming up the main trail. I was almost to the edge of Trappers Run there. Yeah. Okay. Like and on the, the, south, the back side of it. This was still from the main trail side. Yeah, yeah but I yeah. mean, yeah, yeah, like yeah, to, yeah, to yeah, yeah, west. I guess. Yeah, to where that there was a little bridge there and it cut off and we, yeah. never, we never went past there. Yeah. So. I was coming up there, coming up the rise, top of the hill, and I remember there was there was deer tracks on the ground down the main trail. And I was thinking, Alright, alright. There's tracks here, yeah, I'm gonna take I'm gonna you know, pay attention where these tracks are going, I don't wanna miss anything here. And then as I'm slowly walking, you know, not making any noise and just a slow whatever. Don't wanna bump the deer noise. Yep noise level and I look up to my right hand side and there's this doe 50 yards just slowly trotting back into the bush from a high point like you've got to be kidding me man they're not supposed to be up there they're not goats they're not they're not <laughs> sheep like what are you doing up there man They're
1: supposed to be in the saddle feeding or sleeping
0: head down yeah broadside
1: 10 yards <laughs>
0: But a, no, no need for a stalk. No, and man, that still bugs me. Yeah, when you, so I went down there. And I had my muzzleloader, so fifty yards would have been nothing.
1: Oh, that, would, that was right in that was the dead. wheelhouse. That, yeah, dead, absolutely.
0: So you broke off
1: because you had that birch bark fire there.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So I had broke off the trail, and I wanted because there, there was.
0: I apparently can't handle not burning things for extended periods of time. <laughs> Me neither. I just burned different things. So I you'd
1: split off there and I was walking past and I figured I'm going to stay on the trail, like just to the south side of that trail because there was a big ravine there, like a big drop off. And I figured, well, I'm going to hunt the top side of this. That way, in case there's anything in the bottom, I can, I'm at least mm-hmm. at a spot of advantage. I, I have the advantage of being above it. And I'd work my way up to where the next rock the, the top of, leading down into Trapper Swamp. I got to the top yeah. there, and I figured, well, you know what? I'm going to jump in a bush here, and I'm going to f- actually follow the contour down into the bottom of the swamp and see what I can see. And uh, I had heard something moving through the bushes, pretty at a pretty rapid pace, and I figured, well, more than likely it's just a rabbit, like because I chased up a couple rabbits. It yeah. didn't sound that different. And I'm thinking that it was probably that dull. Because when I went down, I heard it come back up behind me. So I'm like, well, I'm going to circle all the way around. And that was the point where I got in contact with you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I figured, well, I'm going to circle back around. And if there is anything, I'm just going to push it back towards Dwayne. I mean, yeah, I'm a bit in a firing line, but I'll just duck down. And uh, I'm one thinking that was kill, probably... No luck, pure skill. Exactly. As long as I'm not the kill. <laughs> um, but yeah, that... And that ended up, Trapper Saddle ended up being, I think, where we saw our best sign. The, like, the beds that we found in there were massive. Like, those were yeah. going fawn beds. Yeah. Absolutely. There's a couple buck beds. I'm confident of that. Um, I think. Rubs and scrapes. Absolutely. There was, rubs yeah. for sure. Yeah. There's the one right by the orange peel. <sighs> That we'd found. And then, I mean, what, not we're, five minutes after that, we had then that. And
0: we were standing up to mosey on after we'd been calling and, and rattling. For, for about, probably th- 20 minutes. For, yeah, we, we were sitting there for about 20 minutes. Sat down for a bit of a breather. And Get the contacts, contacts lubricated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dry eye syndrome, that sucks. But we stand up and we're about to move on and we hear the feet going back up the hill. Are like, you kidding me? Heavy we, feet. I mean, we were seconds away from oh. seeing that animal.
1: Seconds and and yeah. I don't know maybe it's my naive optimism but I'm confident that was a buck. I tend to agree with how heavy footed it was and with how big the tracks were going up the hill and now I got to remember going up the hill they're not splaying down right they're they were as big as they yeah. were gonna get going up a hill and they were big tracks bigger than my deer last year mm-hmm. so there was a massive body doe or a fairly good size body probably a 120 130 buck very very possible and uh, the regret and the sinking feeling in the pit of my stomach when I heard that happen I don't think I've ever experienced in the bush like that now I've seen big deer and, and well not big deer I've seen deer and passed on them and you know
0: missed shots but here let's pull this in a little closer here I think we tend to lose some audio volume when you lean yeah. back in your chair. I know I'm bad for I'll, I'll, not I'll keeping just, my I'll elbows play, on the table. I'll play Joe Rogan here and, and tell you to keep that mic in front of your face. Put that bottom mic, put that lip, or put
1: your mic to your bottom lip. But, uh, yeah, so anyway, that, that was a feeling that I've, I've, it's been hard to shake all hunting year after that. <laughs> and <laughs> you're telling me now you know I think back to it and, and of course as everybody does right when you spook an animal you always think back to what you could have done differently And I mean we had no there wasn't a stick break there wasn't uh, you know any sign that there was an animal coming like it was quiet as quiet could be mm-hmm. and I mean we were we were whispering we were calling you know we weren't making a lot of noise but it was that one step in that tall ryegrass, that crunching, yeah. and it was just
0: throwing the pack back on. Yeah, you know, getting just dialed
1: in. Yeah, ready right, to okay, go. let's now let's keep moving. And that was another thing that I learned. I think for next year, again, should we go back? And, and I think we both plan to. Yeah, is maybe spend a little more time just sitting and listening. And I agree. In. And because I, I think
0: we were both we did not do eager to walk.
1: Yeah, and, and put miles on and and. Explore new area, which was good. I mean, you have to explore new area. Oh, yeah, I think exploring new area maybe shouldn't be done <laughs> while you're hunting. Um, you know that could be well, too, too limited. Well, too, yeah, yeah, but I mean, like we could have, you know, again, this was only a. I got back from the Yukon, and it was that night we had decided let's go. Like we were going to go that weekend. Yeah, I think we went the following weekend. Right? Yeah, because yeah. I, I think I had something up that weekend. Whatever. Actually, I think is. we both did. But anyway. So we had decided, yeah, let's we were eager, up. but
0: we weren't super, super, super eager. Yeah. First one. Yeah. So
1: okay, then let's we had, let it sit for a week. Let's let's look at some maps and get yeah. some ideas. We had no intel at that point. Exactly, and and so we collected some intel and head out the first time. And I mean, the first time we put on per near twenty miles. I think we were down at about thirteen, fourteen. No, we were more than that. You sure? We we're seventeen, seventeen 17.8 miles. So just, just about twenty miles we walked more than I had walked in a while in a day yep and like you know what I've I've told everybody that I know that has asked me about this hunt now it's a different walking than when you're walking in the bush for the sake of walking (sighs) it's completely different like you're when you're walking for the sake of walking you're not tuned into noises right you're just walking doesn't matter no you're usually with somebody and you're
0: enjoying it. Exactly. You're walking for the sake of walking. No, no, no. We're not saying that you're not enjoying the hunting style of walking. Oh, no, no. Absolutely. But But when you're just walking for the sake of walking, you're just out there strictly to enjoy it and and get some exercise. Exactly. Here, you're walking
1: with the intent of killing something, knowing every step farther is a step farther from the vehicle. And one step closer to... Potentially having a heavy weight on your back. Exactly. 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 but yeah, so it, it was, uh, I think for next year, we'll we'll probably do a little more sitting, a little more, hey, you know what, let's just, we'll sit in, in this saddle, we'll sit at this creek, we'll, you know, maybe let's head back to the water hole, let's, yeah, you know, make it's it to not, that lake, let's, whatever, right? This you, isn't elk hunting. Like, no.
0: We, I think, I think we made, might have taken the, the Cameron Haynes model a little mm, too seriously. Yeah. Like the elk model, like we're not hunting elk. No, (laughs) they're they're not. They're not that rangy. No, and it's not going to be. Typically, it's not going to be a whole handful of deer that are together like there is an elk herd. Exactly, and they're not bugling for miles.
1: Oh, you can't hear them. No, they're dead silent.
0: A couple hundred yards, if you're lucky to hear anything.
1: Exactly. We didn't. I don't think we had a single response the whole time we were calling there. We never had no. one response. Well, it was in silence Santa Santa we yeah. had response. we had deer talking, but again that was later in the season.
0: No, that was Thanksgiving.
1: We never went out
0: to Silence Santa yeah, after. Like, we, or we sorry, left?
1: to uh White Shell.
0: No like yeah. Just the one what, beginning of November I think it was.
1: Yeah, we went when I first got back and then
0: mm-hmm.
1: beginning of November. Yeah but yeah. Well whatever muzzle I think it was opening weekend muzzleloader. Something like that.
0: It was a tough year. It
1: was a hard year. Lots of lessons learned. Ain't that the truth. Man. But uh Still super fun. At the end yeah. of the day it was still still fun to be out there and, and learn as much as we did, try out new gear. I mean we both had new gear purchases it's this year we that are, were yeah. that were, you know, instrumental in getting us out there and I think we both learned more about our gear this year than we did last than we knew last year. Well I mean Boots getting soaked
0: and and a good pack goes a long a way. A good
1: pack and some rain gear and you know maybe next year we'll break the tents out and stay for a weekend. And yeah, then we'll then we'll hunt it hard. Not saying we didn't hunt hard. We we hunted. I I don't know anybody that darn hunted near hard. as hard
0: as you could have. Yeah, what
1: we had. Yeah, I would
0: reckon say.
1: So. Although next year I am bringing a bear tag. Yeah. I am going
0: to be purchasing a fall bear tag for there. Just to have the option. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll have one anyway. So I'll be yeah, you always do. Spring, yeah, right? yeah. But I mean, fingers crossed that'll be that'll be filled by
1: then. Hopefully, but you never know. There's some big bears in that area too. Yeah, yeah. Big yeah. cat bears eating on
0: a couple Yogi bears stealing yeah. picnic baskets. picnic basket. All the all the bears that hang out close to the road, close to the people. Yeah, those are the ones you want out there. Yeah, <laughs> the
1: ones that have no sense of fear.
0: The dangerous ones. Yeah. Well, oftentimes young bears are the most dangerous, the most curious. So curious, They don't yeah. care.
1: They don't know what you are yet. Or well, they do, and it's like, oh, I wonder what they'll do. Yeah, I wonder what kind of food they got on them. Yeah. Smell us now, lady. I I got down in
0: personal with a couple bears this year. Yeah, you were saying. Yeah, you, I was was like, you, you know did what? some ground hunting this year. I did a little bit, yeah. I wanted to... I mean, I had a shotgun in my hands whenever I would jump down and get close, but... little life insurance. I thought... You know, why not? May as well. I mean... Now, here's the disclaimer. Now, I'm not going to go out and say that I'm a professional bear hunter of any kind. I'm not a guide yet. You know, I'm not... I'm not John Revae that Cam Haynes hunts bears with. You know, I'm not... Whatever. I've only been doing this for I don't know what it is seven years now. Yeah, something like that. But once you there's a comfort level that you build with bears, and you if you see enough of them, you you begin to learn how they act and how they react and what they do. And so finally, this year, I decided. You know what? It's time to see. I'm going to push the boundaries a little bit. Yeah, albeit I should have probably. Like, sometimes I did this stuff when I was alone. So that's probably a no-no. Yeah, well, but I wouldn't say it's a no-no. I
1: mean, you're going to, that's the best time to try it. Yeah. As long as somebody knows where you are, where they're going to find you, parts of you all tore up, getting a little scratched, (laughs) as the boys at Meat Eater would say. Yeah, but,
0: yeah, so I, I I learned a lot of things this year. But white tails about bears, about how not to hide from geese. and <laughs> You know, why don't we uh, take a little segue here. Sure. Talking about lessons learned. All right. And frustrating years. Okay. Uh, do you recall a few months ago when I predicted for Miami Homestead, who would be there? I said the big three. So yeah. Now we're talking NASCAR. Folks. Okay. Yeah. A little tidbit here. I said Kyle Busch will be there. I said MTJ, Martin Truex Jr. Ken Harvick. And Kevin Harvick will be there. And I said Chase Elliott would be there. Yeah. Well, three
1: out of four ain't bad. Hey, that's <laughs> an old. Uh, who is that? Alan Jett? No. Three or two out of three ain't bad. That's Meatloaf. Is
0: that it meatloaf?
1: meatloaf? Okay. Sounds
0: but three of out of four is 75% instead of 66 hey, repeating percent. Exactly. You're at a higher percentage there. Hey. But Logano. What? Uh, I don't know if I want to get into that. Yeah, that was a bad race. You know, I'm glad I was hunting and didn't watch that.
1: I watched it. That was not a not a race that I will frequently revisit. Um, it was a dominating year for the big three, mm-hmm. including Chase. Chase had a really good year. Oh. He, I mean, I think he cemented his, uh, I don't want to say legacy, um, but cemented his position as the a top ten driver. Absolutely. And the future top five driver. the future of Hendrick. Yeah. I mean Bowman no, the Showmans, alright. Uh, William Byron, nothing to bat your eye at. Jimmy's on his way out. That's, I think, clear to everybody. You know, he could always so, sort of string together one
0: more. Now, let me ask you this personal sure. question here. Are you going right. to switch from the 48 car to not the 9 tell car? The, not
1: until the 48 car has a new pilot. I see. Wheeling that thing around. I'll always cheer for the 48 car as long as Jimmy Johnson's piloting that vehicle. However, it is now no longer 100% JJ. I'm probably running closer to about two-thirds JJ, uh, third, number nine Chase Elliott, Napa Auto Parts, Napa Auto Parts, Hooters, Mountain Dew, oh. Chevrolet. He is he will he's the future of what NASCAR is. I think so.
0: Him and him and Ryan Blaney,
1: Ryan Blaney, Bubba Wallace. I mean, Bubba's on a bad team. Uh, Eric Almirola couldn't do anything with that forty three car. No. Look what happens. You put him in a Stuart Haas car. And he's winning. Races. And the guy's winning races he's and, and he's a contender every race. Yeah. So I think once Bubba gets the same out that you know to get out of Richard Petty yeah. Motorsports there, then I'm sure he'll be able to wheel a car. Because he can. I mean, he's a good expanding driver. Yeah. But it'll be interesting to see this year with Toyota and Ford running new body packages. <laughs> yeah.
0: Now it's going to be a much more even playing field. I think but so. And I think and the I think Chevy think might
1: have an advantage because they're used to they're it. They're running it one more year. Yeah. They've run it one more year, I should yeah. say. Um, so, I mean, it, it very well could be... We could be looking for number eight for old JJ. I'm not gonna. I'm not saying that's my prediction this year. I think Chase is gonna go on to win three or four races next year. I think he's gonna take home Daytona. The 500. That's my prediction. I think he's. Gonna You're be, gonna be there. I'm get, hopefully gonna be there. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. It. I, I'm. I'm predicting Chase Elliott on the 500 plate <laughs> race. Well, no longer anymore. No, no longer. There's no, no no plate races anymore. But, um, I think it's gonna be his year to break out. I mean, last year was a good year for him, but he I think had this year four
0: wins last year. Three. I think he had three. Three. Okay. Yeah, because
1: he won one in. I mean, he won two in regular season.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Which would have been Sonoma. It was a road course. No, it was talk. actually at the Keep Glen. Talking. It was at the Glen, I believe. And then he won again. The next week he went back to back. Did he not?
0: Uh, yes, he did.
1: And then so. he won one in playoffs,
0: I believe. Let's see. Let's we'll pull up racing reference that info. All right. Oh, you're right. Three wins. I thought he had four. He's your age. Yep. Young. Doing pretty well for being 23. <laughs> Bunch of young young bucks. Oh, man. Hey, uh, the Truck Series changed their name. Yeah, it's no longer cabin world. It's Gander Mountain. Yeah. Gander Outdoors Truck Series. What were you going to say there? I cut you off. No,
1: I was just going to say that that was Chase's... I think it's going to be Chase's year to break out. I think Harvick is going to struggle hard with a new, new package. I think MTJ is going to struggle hard with a new team. You know, I don't think he'll struggle as much as... I think the first half is not going to be his year. I don't think we'll hear for the first time stage winner MTJ till later on in the season. Till uh, NBC? Yeah. Hmm. I just think with, with moving over and a new team and a new car, like the only person that's coming over is his crew chief. Like he's only got Cole Pern. Does he have a spotter? Oh, I'm Clayton. Clayton Hughes. Yeah, we gotta keep Clayton around. <laughs> I will sign. I, I will start a GoFundMe page if they decide to get rid of Clayton Hughes. Yeah. He needs. Then he needs to move over to the 48 car.
0: <laughs>
1: then I'll go back to like 80 percent JJ yeah. if they get Clayton mm-hmm. Hughes. But um, yeah, my picks this year for a championship are gonna be. I'm gonna go with. and I'm saying it now. Chase Elliott, Ryan Blaney, JJ. And I'm gonna go way out of left field. The 14 car. Oh, good. Clint Boyer. Those are your top four
0: picks those for championship. Those are my Champions. top four
1: picks for a championship this year. Should
0: I think write, Clint should write those down.
1: I should. I'll make a note under my phone once we're done. But I think I think Clint had a great year last year. He did. For he did. I winning I, I races. Audible, Clint, huh? Clint. Yeah. Old son. Likes to, old. Party, likes to party naked, he says. <laughs> hey. Hey. All you power heard. to you. If you're making that much money.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna great family man too. Yeah, yeah. Bubba, uh, what's his kid's name? Bubba, something like that. Is it Bubba? I don't know. No cash. 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 Yeah, cash. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna. You know, I agree that those Toyotas are gonna struggle, but KB's a wheel man. We both agree that the 18 car of Kyle Busch, that guy is a wheel man. He is. So old Hendrick driver too. Yeah, that's right. I don't know how many races it's gonna take for him to win, but I'm gonna say my. So those are your four at Homestead. Those are my four. Those are my four for a championship this year. So you think they'll all be at Homestead? No, no, no. I'm saying no. Out of those
1: four, four okay. one of those four is gonna win a championship yeah. this year. I won't say they'll all be at Homestead because okay. that's getting into Homestead's hard enough. Because now you gotta outlast. What is it? Ten races? Something like that. Ten races. You gotta be. In, In the it's top sixth, five, six—it's
0: six, it's fifteen, and then Homestead the sixteenth, I think. Is that how no? Much? No, it's it's know, less it's ten because it's yeah, three races. It's, a, yeah, it's ten. Three
1: races with everybody. Three races around sixteen. Three races around eight. Yeah, and then Homestead. Homestead. Kyle so Busch. Three, six, nine, ten. Kyle Busch. Chase Elliott. All right. <sighs> Yrb. Young Ryan
0: Blaney. Young Ryan Blaney. All right. And uh yo yeah, oh man. Oh I'm gonna go with the same fourteen car, Clint, Clint Boyd. Yay! Blake. Clint Boy, yay! I think he could
1: have a great year. I, I honestly do. I think I mean we can't discount Harvick and MTJ, but I think I think they're gonna have the same problem that JJ had this year and yeah. not being able to adapt to a new car. Not saying they're not great wheelmen. I think we no, all agree not. that Harvick and MTJ and Closer. JJ.
0: That's the last guy you want in your rear mirror exactly. with mirror. laps To go.
1: Exactly. They're all great wheelmen. Yeah. Like even Kyle Busch. The guy can. Everybody knows he can drive a car. Some people just don't like his attitude, which is getting better. It's, I will agree. Yeah. I will agree to that.
0: But I think, I think having his his son there really. Uh, oh, absolutely. Put, put and especially getting
1: older now, his son's probably starting to mimic him a little more and. Maybe get into well, I think, the yeah, trouble at school. I think a the kid's bit. like
0: four years old now. So.
1: He'll be three or four the years. He'll be a sponge. Has yeah. old son. Old son always says, "Be a sponge out there." <laughs> hey, his son is being a sponge. Yeah.
0: Brexton, Braxton, I don't know. I think it's Brexton. Brexton. Yeah. Yeah. Brexton. I'm excited to see what we have in store in a few Sundays from now. Absolutely. Running on what's it? Six. Something like that. Six or Eight seven? The five hundred. America, the great American race. The great American race. It's funny how that's the one sports league that starts their season with the biggest event of the year. I mean, is pretty big, too. But not I as think, big as
1: the 500,
0: I think. but I think is yeah, right up. I mean, Homestead's yeah. good, but
1: there might not be a race at Homestead next year. Championship might be moving. They want to put Homestead as the... They want to switch Phoenix to Homestead. So then they would reverse. Oh. So Homestead would be the second to la- would be the last race in the chase, and then would be the Phoenix playoffs, the, the playoffs. playoffs. Yeah, sorry,
0: Phoenix as the championship race. Yeah, that might not be a bad thing. And
1: they're possibly
0: adding a couple new tracks. Yes, I heard not new that. old, old tracks, tracks coming back. It- Rockingham.
1: Yeah. Okay. Rockingham is in the midst of getting their track NASCAR certified, whatever that means. Um, and there's another one. Uh, I can't remember what it is now. But there is another track that is working on getting yeah. a certification uh, for NASCAR. I saw a little thing on that. I can't remember the name either. Chicagoland, isn't it? No. Nope. Hmm. I can't remember. Or was it in Florida as well? I think there was another track in Florida. Well, it could have been. But yeah, that would be pretty neat to see. I guess the season would be extended. It'd be probably add another race. Okay. Which I mean there's more
0: revenue absolutely, and although do you want thirty seven active weeks though instead of thirty six
1: well, what difference does it make it it adds it takes a week away from your off season, but these guys already have a notoriously short off season I mean, think about it, they end in November- November and they're back up February, yeah, so
0: they got two and a half months off, and it's not like team sports where the playoffs. There's only select teams that are playing Yeah, NASCAR. Everybody's still driving. Yeah, you're still race.
1: still racing. Like, I, and, and see, that's where I, I kind of got, I, I'm peeved at the whole Homestead this year with Logano's win is there was a caution with 10 to go for nothing. That was a nobody driver that blew a tire, hit the wall, and there's a caution. And that allows Logano a chance at a restart. Yeah. I think NASCAR needs to find a way to crack down on that. I, I don't know how you do it. I can't tell you what the solution is, but I'll tell you. <laughs> I think it was, well. It was it was Brad K. That wreck was it? It was Brad Kay that wrecked. I I can't remember.
0: Okay,
1: did it for his teammate. He's out of the playoffs. He's not ready for a championship. Why not bring it home to Joe Gibbs? No, 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 no not Joe Gibbs. Uh, Penske, Team Penske, Team Penske. YRB, young Ryan Blaney's team. Sad, because YRB's a good racer. I think he'll end up moving over yet, eventually.
0: Wouldn't that be something to see him and Chase and Hendrick?
1: I don't think he'll move to a Chevy, though. <laughs> Stuart Haas, probably. I'm thinking, yeah. They're picking up ground. Yeah, they I are. I mean, Kurt Busch is no longer there. Yeah. He's with uh, Chip Ganassi. No. Yeah, is he not with Ganassi now? Well, McMurray is gone. mcmurray has gone. I think. I think. Uh, look it up there. I think Kyle Busch moved over to a Chevy now. Kurt Busch. Kurt, sorry. Yeah, Kurt will re- or Kyle will remain a
0: Toyota guy. I think till yeah, I think so. he
1: dies, or till he retires, I should say.
0: The number one car for Chip Ganassi Racing, Kurt Busch.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought. So he'll be
0: running a Chevrolet.
1: Not that he hasn't run Chevrolet in his life. He used to, he used to run Chevrolets. Yeah. Back in the day. When Kyle was a member of Team Hendrick, when he was running the forty-eight, way back. Yeah, actually, I think he ran a five too. He ran a five and a forty-eight oh. for a couple races. Uh is Jamie Murray? He's with NBC now. Really? Yeah, he's getting into broadcasting. So I think it'll Fox. be. Oh Fox. Fox. Yeah, okay. so he'll be Fox well, versus Dale should, Jr. They
0: should trade I know McMurray for Dale Jr. Yeah, but
1: then you still gotta lose Dale. No offense. But you know what? In all honesty, I we guess have, NBC we gotta deal needs needs with Dale though. We gotta you know we gotta deal with McMurray for half the year. But we do but have you, you but still then we have, have uh Waltrip. Yeah. We got old Daryl. You got Waltrip, you got Waltrip, you got uh Mike Joy. Mike Joy, he's in there. Great guy. Oh, for not being anything associated with NASCAR yeah. whatsoever. Larry McReynolds. Larry Mack.
0: Larry Mack. Uh, I love the, the Larry Spake. Mack
1: rats. Yeah, they're great. Oh, Shannon Spake. Um, you got a great team at Fox. So what? You're going to hear boogity, boogity, boogity every race for Let's the first go the year. And then you get Dale Jr. that gets so into it. Oh, yeah. Which, you know, bring up another point. Okay. There were a lot of people that were pissed off at Dale Jr. for that. What? Saying... It's not your job. You can't be yelling while you're broadcasting. I think that just shows how intense the sport is. The guy's been retired now, and he's kind of going through the emotions of what a driver's going through he, in the car. He knows exactly. He knows better than anybody exactly in that booth. Exactly. What's going on? Well, there's who else is there? They got. Uh, they do have a former driver. Uh, not Kyle I was going to hey. say. Not Kyle.
0: He's on there sometimes.
1: Right? Yeah, every now and again. He's a. Uh, never was. No. Um, Moving on, nerds. No, Dale Jr. has somebody else. Ah, uh, I know what the guy looks like. I was going to say Terry Labonte, but it's not Terry Labonte. It's, uh... See who the NBC broadcast team is on that thing there. Anyway, what, he's about a, a former team? driver. He's a former driver that knows what he's talking about. His dad used to raise, too. Short, spiky blonde hair. Not spiky, Jeff Burton. Jeff Burton. He knows what he's talking about, too. Yeah. Old Son used to yeah. pilot a few vehicles there Real in the a car. Nextel Cup Series.
0: Oh, let's
1: see. Let's see. But No, I think that's a great addition for, I mean, obviously good for Jamie McMurray for getting out of the car. I mean, the guy's been beyond useless for the last few years. <laughs> um, never been a contender. Well, he was a contender back in the day, but.
0: Isn't Dale Jarrett up there, too? Yeah, I think Sometimes, so. Sometimes,
1: yeah. Every now and again. Hmm. But no, NAS- The NASCAR scene is changing rapidly. It's becoming a young, young, man young. Game. Yeah, you know, just the same when Jeff Gordon rolled in and Dale Junior. and JJ and Isn't
0: Jeff Gordon up in the booth sometimes in Fox? I think he's with
1: the Fox guys. Yeah, yeah. Actually, well, he I think actually, he runs. He's up there. He's up there permanently. There permanently yeah. Yeah, yeah, for the first half of the year. Which you know what? Actually, I don't mind. I've grown to love that they switch from Fox to NBC throughout the year why is that I don't know it's a different perspective yeah it adds it adds some
0: some color. flair to it yeah right okay. it's like
1: okay well now we're done with we're done with old wall trips we're done here in boogity boogity now I like the, I like the grid walk though yeah I love the grid walk when you do you, you ever see the one where he spills lettuce on the back of Denny Hamlin's car? I think it's I like a fish taco or something yeah I think I saw that spills on the back of Hamlin's car.
0: That's another guy to look out for, though, Denny Hamlin. I think he's done. You think so? I think so.
1: He can wheel it. You know how he got his start in NASCAR? No. You ever hear that story? No. So, you ever heard of this thing called iRacing? Yeah. Okay, so... He was an up-and-coming, like, just ran mini sprints or whatever, right? He was a racer. But he was racing this iRacing, and somebody came into the lobby and, you know, ran the race... Because they have competitive races every mm-hmm. week, like you race on Friday night. and It's a four hour race, full two hundred and fifty laps, whatever it is, right?
0: In a simulator.
1: In a simulator, but these guys have their they have uh, spotters and crew chiefs, like on their like their buddies. Right, they act as their spotters. Yeah, it's unbelievable what they do. But anyway, so he gets a message from this random guy in the lobby. Hey, come out to this and this address on Saturday. And I want to talk to you, so he goes up to the address, and it's Dale Junior. And Dale Junior goes, "I want to put you in a car. You're good. Yikes! You're good. And that's how you got to start. Huh? Got him a contract, and I, I can't remember. I think he's been with with Gibbs the whole time. I think so. But I think the contract was with Gibbs. He got him, pulled some strings, got him a contract. Actually, I think he raced in what I guess wouldn't be the infinity. <laughs> Which would have been the... What was it before it's uh, um, Not the Nextel.
0: Wasn't it the Nextel?
1: No, Nextel was Cup. Oh, man. Nextel Cup Series.
0: I can't remember. Man, well, it's Xfinity now. Well, yeah. He got it in the Because Xfin- they
1: call it the Monster Energy... Like, if you won in 2002, you were still technically a Monster Energy champion. Yeah. That's what they call it. But you were uh, Cup Series. Uh, but he was in the Nextel Series... But uh yeah, I mean he can drive. Yeah, he wrecks he's, guys. He's, he's no he step. wrecks the number yeah. nine at Martinsville, dirtily. Yeah. But wow, well, what can you do? Romans racing, especially at Martinsville.
0: It was the Bush series, and then the Nationwide. Nationwide. How Nationwide
1: is on your side. Nationwide is the old sponsors of the number eighty-eight. Actually, still I think is. They still are Bowman the Showman. Yeah, but everything so since different. Dale Junior's like, left, it's like an old sponsor. Yeah. He's greatly missed in the sport. It was good to see him run. He actually led some laps, too, Mm -hmm. when he he raced back there in the Xfinity.
0: Well, that's NASCAR. That's the NASCAR. Big fight coming up tomorrow night. John Jones, Alexander Gustafsson has just moved. To LA. Big controversy again. Yeah.
1: Do you buy it? Absolutely. I listened
0: to the Golden Snitch talk for two hours today. You don't think he's uh, in so, the UFC's back pocket, though? No. So, yeah. So, what they're finding in John Jones' system... okay, Ternobol. Oral ball, which yeah. is different than ball, Yeah. Okay. And they're finding... So, you ever heard of what a picogram is? Yes. So, it's... If you take a grain of salt and cut it into 58 million pieces. Okay. Okay. And so they're finding these long-term metabolites from oral trennibal in his system. okay, I'm not completely frozen. So. That's fine. that's good.'ll we take that. Okay, so they're okay. finding it in the system metabolite. So, and so they're finding at a picogram level. so so they did man, what was it now? So basically, Now, I'm not Jeff Nowitzki, but I listen to him talk all day. Yep. So I'll see if I can break this down. Um, So, basically, out of something like oral terenobol, you have your short-term, your medium-term, and your long-term metabolites. Yep. That will run through your system as your body breaks down a steroid, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So... Out of all the drug testing, they've never, ever found a short or medium-term metabolite in his system. So it's been long-term. It's always been long-term. So those are the things that are going to stick around for months on months on mm-hmm. months, like up to two years, probably. So, and it, and what, there's only limited studies on this stuff because it's not approved for human consumption anywhere in the world. Okay. Okay. So this Russian doctor did it. He did a study on himself years ago. It's actually, or it's... I don't know, have you seen that Icarus movie on Netflix? No, I haven't. Okay, so this is the scientist. I haven't seen it either, but this is what they say. This is the scientist that they use, that that is, I guess, the main character in that movie. Okay. So it's like a non it's like a documentary or whatever. But So How do I explain this? I think I get what you're saying. So so he had like, and the thing is, so some of his tests come back negative, and some of them come back come back positive, right? Yeah. For these picogram levels. Yeah. So,
1: like they say, a pinch of salt in an Olympic swimming
0: pool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, so some tests will have like, what are these? What were the numbers? I think one test was eight picograms. Sure. And then there was multiple tests in between that were zero, they were clean, right? Nothing. And then some, and then later on, all of a sudden it was you know, 80 or something else and 200 and then back down to zero. Yeah. So, this thing, what they think is it gets caught in your your fat cells and then it has this pulsing effect so it'll show up sometimes and it won't show up sometimes. Yeah. And some people don't want to buy that but I tend to believe it because how does it work with mono? Like mononucleosis that we both have, me and you? Yeah. So, that stays in our body forever, they say. I've never had mono. I you had mono. I've never had mono. Okay, well, I've had mono. So, anyways, that's going to stay. I ain't too busy kissing girls. What are you talking about? Old son. Oh, good grief. Anyway, so that's something that stays in my system forever. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's very unlikely it'll ever affect me again. However, so it's going to remain inactive and both active at certain times of it'll, my life. Yeah, yeah. It'll come and it'll, it'll flare go. it and whatever. Yeah. But it's not going to do anything to me. Yeah, like most, like ninety nine point nine 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 percent chance it's not going to do anything. To me, but yeah. it's still in there, and I can still give it away to somebody potentially. Yeah, while while it's active. So back to this oral ball, it's something that's going to stay in a system for potentially probably up to two years. I'm yeah. guessing it's just and it's what such, a suspension could have been. It could have been four years. Could have been, which I'm glad that glad it wasn't because this. I mean, look at. Look at, look at a DUI or like a, a breathalyzer, okay? So you have up to 0.08% or something. That's changing, by the way, in Manitoba. What is it going to? 0.05. Okay. So you have this threshold that you can go up to. Okay? Yeah. That's not going to affect you. Okay, so then let's say you take this pinch of salt and throw it in your olympic size swimming pool. Yep. Is that going to make... Is that going to enhance your performance? Now... Well, okay, but here's no, the thing. thing there was, is- hang on. There was this cross country. I think it was a cross country skier from Finland or something. Okay. That had tested positive from this certain lip balm she used for Sunburnt lips. Yeah. Okay.
1: No, it was, no, it wasn't a skier. It was. Uh, yeah, it was a skier. Well, it happened to uh, Maria Sharapova, tennis player. Okay. Well, as this, well. this
0: was a, okay. This is a skier um, that I that okay. I heard about. Okay. So, and. Like the way that they make supplements in China, you know, like Joe Rogan has often talked about how, especially with something maybe like creatine, like they'll they'll mix their product in these certain vats and then they it's might... All, they, it's all one factory. It's all one factory. But these, com- these Chinese companies or whatever, they might have contracts to make these illegal substances as well. Yeah. And they'll mix them in the same vats and use them interchangeably. So you're going to get trace amounts of this stuff. Absolutely. In your supplements or wherever, if yep. you're if you're taking cocaine and that's cut with creatine that was mixed in a vat that had oral tarentaball in there, so you're going to be bumping this cocaine with this tizzy amount of of, of, of oral tarentaball yeah. that's in the cocaine that cut it. Like yeah. So basically, long story short, Usada, which is not, which I believe is not in the back pocket of the UFC. I think there's substantial enough evidence to prove that. Yeah. See, I don't agree that USADA's
1: out of the UFC's back pocket. What I do agree with is that they're not going to waver their decision on John Jones because he also entered the VADA testing.
0: Yeah. And he's already served two years' worth of suspension. Exactly.
1: So, like, and I know is, everybody's upset about, you know, D.C. obviously is upset about this. Yeah. Which, don't get me wrong, if I'm D.C., <laughs> i got to feel bad for it because D.C.'s career will always, no matter double champ, triple champ, what it doesn't matter what he does in triple life. Champ. I, <laughs> I know, that's what I'm saying. But it doesn't matter what D.C. could do in life, his UFC career will always have an asterisk beside it. Yep. lost to John Jones, still reclaimed the title. Mm-hmm. It's not, and John Jones says it best, it's not your title. It's actually mine, mm-hmm. but it was my fault that it, Yeah. well, actually John Jones, whatever.
0: So, well, the first time they got stripped, that was for just being stupid. Yeah. But he's a wild man. But the second time... That's not to justify it, but yeah. it's the truth.
1: It is, and I think... I mean, I feel bad for everybody who bought tickets and hotels in Las Vegas. Yeah. I really do. I think that's at the end of the day. The EFC has to deal with the Las Vegas Commission on that. Yeah, John I mean, Jones has done his part to make it up. Like, he paid for, what was it, like 2,000 fans I think so. to move over. Yeah. Like, paid for the hotels, flights, ch- like, everything for them to come watch him fight. He's done his part. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: So there, there was a chance that the fight could have continued in Nevada. It was just, they want, they didn't have, they weren't up to speed on all the science through all this thing. This whole, well, yeah, they weren't willing the to astral. get this license. So they would, and especially since it was Christmas time. So yeah. they would have had a hearing like probably yesterday on Thursday on the yeah. 27th. So like, that's kind of gambling on that. And, you know, for every other fighter on this card, like what other card do you want to be on other than the one with John Jones. Yeah, like this... McGregor, that's about it. Well, even who's that, a Who's a bigger star than
1: John Jones? Maybe yeah. McGregor. For I would say for... I wouldn't say Connor's a bigger star, but I would say who draws the most pay-per-view? Yeah. Right now, it's either Stipe or Connor. I think Stipe would pull a bigger pay-per-view because of the
0: loss to DC. But everybody wants to... This is the fight, though, that everybody wants to see. It because is. Because of how great it was back in... 2013, and Gustafson took
1: John Jones to very deep waters. Yeah. No matter what John Jones says, I took your best punches and wasn't phased. Alex Gustafson took him to very, yeah. very deep water. The John first person to ever take John Jones down. Yeah.
0: And John Jones almost finished him in the fourth. Almost. So close. Yeah. I, I, don't get me wrong. I'm
1: rooting for John Jones in this one. Gustafson I love, was
0: zombie mode. I love John fifth. Jones. Yeah.
1: I think he's. At questionable, you know, steroid use and the inside oblique kick that he uses frequently <laughs> I aside. Love, I love that. I love
0: it. And, and figures out.
1: Yeah. Connor that, does the same thing. Yeah. That's that's what that's what I mean. Like everybody everybody, does everybody gives Anderson Silva was the first person to do it. Yeah. Anderson Silva fought like that. Anderson Silva fought like that for years. And, and nobody the same thing. Nobody said a thing. Yeah, But John Jones gets popped for steroids, and he's a little more brash than Silva is. Right? He's a good mix between The greatest fighter, arguably, of all time in Anderson Silva and Chael Sonnen. He's a loudmouth like Sonnen. He can run his mouth and knows how to talk and get in your mind like mental warfare and a great fighter. I mean, all in all, he's hashtag grown man strength. He choked out Leona Machida on his feet and just threw him down and walked away. Yeah, there you go. Done. That's done done with you.
0: He's a killer, man.
1: He is. He's, as Brennan Chobb would say, he's a motherfucker. Yeah, he is, and Brandon Shaw was great. I love listening to him talk. Yeah, but it, it's going to be a very interesting fight. I mean, I as much as I always root for the underdog, I'd love to see Gustafson pull it off and you know challenge DC. I don't think it'll happen. I think no. John Jones has had way too much time.
0: Gustas, I don't think they'd allow Gustafson to challenge DC. Well, yeah, he, he could has challenge he he DC.
1: If DC, if that fight wouldn't happen, like let's say. In in some alternate universe, Gustafson beats John Jones, you know, gets a lucky punch or whatever yeah. it is, right? butchers chance. He has to challenge or else DC things. has to relinquish that title. He has to let it go. Like the
0: light heavyweight. The light heavyweight. Well, that is getting stripped from him. Is Tomorrow, it? tomorrow when... Is the, the day? Tomorrow when the fight starts, he's getting stripped. That's how they do it.
1: Yeah. yeah. No, no. Because the time's up. Yeah. Because you have X amount of time to, um, to either give up your title or defend it, and he has been waiting for John Jones. He could have taken X number of fights at light heavyweight.
0: You know, I think when he went up to heavyweight, he wasn't ever coming back, anyways.
1: Now, he said he wants to defend that. Title, he said but he wants but to defend it against John Jones. I don't think he but can ever make is, that weight again. John Jones said, "I'm not going to fight you until I have the title." Yeah. So John Jones had to wait. It worked out for John Jones anyway because he's arguably in the prime of his career. He's what, so just 30, getting better. 31 30, or something? I was going to say 33. But he's, 30. he's taking the least amount of damage out of any light heavyweight because he's not active. Exactly. So he's going to fight long into his, I mean hopefully long into he's his... He's 31. Okay. So he's going to fight long into his later 30s. 38, 39, until yeah. he maybe decides it's done, right? Punch drunk, whatever it is. Mind you, he doesn't take damage if He doesn't really anyway. take that much damage. Unless he's fighting Gustafson. Unless he's
0: fighting Gustafson, yeah.
1: <laughs> but I think DC wants to come back. They have to trilogy. See, they have to the trilogy before DC retires. I don't think he does because
0: he's already Fantastic. beat him twice. It,
1: yeah, but the UFC it's will what? not allow that to happen. Think about it. Think of how much money they pulled off yeah. that second fight. Now DC's a double champ. A double champ. I say that in quotations or parentheses because he's not a true double champ.
0: hes an, Yeah. Right? He, he's I, a great I, I, he's a great guy. He's a great fighter. Absolutely
1: great fighter, great family guy. He's
0: great wrestler. He's just beat Steepe. He beats Stepe, which hurts me to say because I, I love, love Stepe. I love Stipe my favorite but, fighter. But he's just not. Steepe's not John Jones. John Jones is the GOAT. He is. He's the greatest of all time. I mean, in my opinion Put him in in GSP in the conversation
1: with the goat. I mean, he wrestled Hendo. Yeah, and Hendo's an Olympic wrestler. Yeah, and he beat him. Oh, had and him. I mean, Now let's granted uh, John Jones is six foot seven, lanky six is all four. six foot four, lanky is all get up. Yeah. He has all arms and legs. Yeah, but strong. Yeah, right. He's, he's a great fighter. Yeah, he reminds me a lot of what Israel Adesanya Adesanya will be. Yeah, like
0: carrying Anderson. Anderson,
1: I know that. I think he is going to starch Anderson. I'm kind of nervous for that because I agree. <laughs>
0: I feel bad for Anderson. He's been
1: thrown to the wolves. You know He had his time. You he know that's did, that's man. the thing with the UFC is you have your time. GSP had his time, right? I think he. I think uh, he could still have Michael his time. Bisping had his time. Yeah, right. He had his time. Every champion has had their time. Conor McGregor had his time, but. Uh, okay, Ronda Rousey. Like The list goes on and on. Demetrius Johnson, Ronda Rousey, never learned how to strike. No, she, but that arm bar was dangerous. Cause she could pull it from anywhere. But they all had their time. Yeah. And, you know, just like in hockey, the old guys get phased out. NASCAR, the old guys get phased mm-hmm. out. The new guys come in, and
0: they're just better. Look at the welterweight division, okay? Who was the quote unquote GOAT before GSP? It was Matt Hughes. Matt Hayes. Hughes, yeah.
1: So, Not Matt Sarah.
0: No, Matt is great though. B G S P. On a fluke, I'm on gonna, fluke. I'm gonna yeah. say that till the day I die. I love I love Matt Sarah. Though. Yeah, he's, he's great. He's but good. no, no offense, Matt Sarah. I know you're not listening to this, but however, if GSP catches this, we are still pumping your tires. We love you. <laughs> I wanted to say something in a French accent, but I lost it. Yeah, that, let's leave that there. Go GSP. Yeah, Absolutely. So Matt Hughes. I think he won and lost versus GSP. I can't remember. I think they each beat each other once. I think, yeah, I think it's one and one. That was, that was kind of the passing of the torch. Yeah. And who was the, the so-called god of welterweight? Yeah, that was GSP. It was GSP for nine Ever. points or something. Yeah,
1: It seemed like forever. Yeah. But GSP was never going to go away. And and now it's, Ty- it's Tyron Woodley. Wow. But, let's not call him the god of welterweight. Because Tyron Woodley is the least active guy. And I think before Derek Lewis and Francis Ngannou, he had the least amount of strikes thrown in a championship bout ever.
0: But Derek Lewis and Francis Ngannou wasn't in a championship bout. Oh, yeah. So I think he still has that title. I think title. he still has that title, yeah.
1: Way to go. Tyron Woodley, great fighter. Great
0: fighter. The guy's a technical genius. Rory McDonald was the last guy to beat him. Yeah. did not he in? Yeah. Rory. He's from yeah. B.C. He's a good
1: man. He's a good you man. know who I miss watching fight Nate Marquardt.
0: Yeah, remember he, he retired. Yeah. yeah, that guy was a big guy. I think
1: she got banned. I think he got banned from UFC. Did he? I thought he I just think, retired. I think it was banned. There was something that, that was went nice down man. between Nate Marquardt and, D- and Dana. Oops. But regardless, there there's always this passing of the torch, right? I think Stipe will be back eventually. Yeah. Obviously, he's the Cleveland Bomber. The guy is. Yeah. Just too tough to beat And you know what I think DC caught him On a good punch Honestly that was a punch In the chance. pocket Yeah yeah. He did exactly what Stipe does Gets guys close And he's got that Power in close mm-hmm. To the knock guys out arms. I mean he Knocked out uh, Fabricio Yeah Like I mean On the run He was backing That's up When right. he knocked out yeah. Verdun And Out like a light That firefighter strength Yep He's that carrying bodies out of burning building strength. Real American, true American hero. Yeah, exactly. Hard to root against. Oh, absolutely. He's a normal guy that fights in the UFC. Yeah. He's not a UFC fighter. And kicks ass. Absolutely. But I think DC, as far as a trilogy with Jones, it has to get done. I think it, I think it, DC said he wants it. John Jones said he wants it. It's a matter of the UFC doing it, right? It's no different than Connor and Nate. They have to do a trilogy. Yeah.
0: Connor and well, Khabib, no. they
1: have to, they have to rematch. Everybody and, wants it. From it, the fans' point of view, everybody wants it. I
0: think that a trilogy with, with Diaz would make, would bring in more than a rematch with Khabib right now.
1: Oh, right now, absolutely. But Khabib also got the mega offer to fight Connor.
0: Yeah. Connor is still,
1: May not have the belt, but and still the UFC Golden Boy. <laughs> he will be for some time. He, absolutely, he's got the he's got what Khabib doesn't. Yeah, and I'm not talking about in the octagon. Connor has the charisma and the swag that people follow, that mm-hmm. people like. That you'll do nothing.
0: You'll do like, nothing. You'll, you'll
1: do nothing to me. Connor's got so many other avenues. I mean, he's boxed. He's got a popular whiskey he's got, like, he's,
0: I wouldn't want to try that.
1: He's, I would gamble. I would dabble. I would dabble and put it on the shelf and say, this is, this is where it This stay. doesn't actually taste that No, again. it's Irish whiskey. Yeah, it's like Jameson. Nobody drinks Jameson. No. Um, unless
0: you're from, like, unless you're from here. Petawawa or something yeah. in Canada.
1: And the boys drink Forty Creek. Dirty Creek. And wisers. And Wisers, of course. We're, we're the rye kind of guys. Yeah. Uh, we're not. Yeah. but. Yeah, as like, then you have Ben Askren in this whole mess. Funky Ben, I feel bad for Robbie Lawler. I can't wait to see what he's gonna do. Oh, him. that's
0: gonna be a good. Fight.
1: You know what? I honestly feel bad because I love Cam Haynes. I love Ben Askren. I hate Colby Covington. Oh. Me too. So I can't wait for Ben Askren to lay an ass kicking on oh, Covington. That will, that it will be a starching of gonna, all starching. You're
0: gonna see guys rejoicing in the streets. Oh yeah. Me included. I'll
1: be running up and down Main Street. Yeah. With a big fro. Not a not a Habib
0: Whatever I, mean, I forget what it's called. Yeah. But you're gonna be wearing a
1: funky Ben shirt. Absolutely. It's a funky Ben. Yeah or funky yeah, whatever. Funky Did Ben. You see his reply to Jones's tweet? No. Jones, John Jones had tweeted out, can't bend me, can't break me. Yeah. Chap 2018. And Ben Askin said, your, your morals are highly flexible and your integrity's been in pieces for years. Which <laughs> he's just, he's, ne- he'll never fight John Jones. Obviously. No. They're way different, like different worlds. He but just doesn't care. No. I would love to, I, I can't wait for him and Covington to fight. I hope that happens. Well, I don't know. Covington's gonna have to, Defend his title soon. Well, he's gonna have to fight T Wood. Yeah, he doesn't want to. Tyrone Woodley,
0: I kid you not, starches. Colby I, Covington. I agree, but the thing is though, Covington has that Cam Haynes cardio. That T. Woodley does not. Cardio aside, I know it plays a big And they're both in the wrestlers, fight. but
1: Woodley obviously has that knockout power. That's what I mean. Like Colby just but- Colby's an, a great all around fighter. Yeah, Like, it doesn't matter where you go, you can Great take wrestling. him to the ground, you, take, you can wrestle, you can strike, but he's not Tyron Woodley striking. He's not... No. He doesn't have that... Like, he's got the power... Remember Rashad Evans? Yeah. Remember how he knocked out Chuck Liddell with a, like, a leading hook mm-hmm. off his leading leg? Like, that's the kind of power that Tyron Woodley has. The problem is, Tyron Woodley doesn't fight ever. Exactly. He fights when it's... Oh, I gotta give up my title? Well, I better step in there and sign a contract real quick for four fights. Which, guess who else signed a contract for four fights? Teammate to DC, Kane Velasquez! <laughs> he's fighting Nganu, come on. Yeah, out. that's gonna be a stellar fight. Oh, well, I feel bad for Nganu. I do too. Kane's gonna, Kane's got the role. best cardio in the game, probably. Yeah,
0: and he's a Mexican wrestler. Yeah. What more do you want? Exactly. Like, he is Maybe an American wrestler, <laughs> Russian wrestler. Could so, uh, be Habib. This, you know, I, I was thinking about the
1: other day. It's almost getting to the point where. Do you remember? Um, hey, okay.
0: Oh, uh, no, no, carry on. I have a different point here.
1: Um, do you remember when it was uh, I'm tra- Tito Ortiz against the Lions Den? There was Tito's camp against the Lions Den. There was uh, Ken Shamrock. I guess the early days. That's of the a UFC. long
0: time ago. I don't. remember Yeah. Okay. So
1: it was it was Tito's camp, which I think he was with AKA. Okay. I think he was with AKA, and yeah, against the Lions Den because Tito's a California boy. Yeah, the Huntington Huntington Beach bad boy. Yeah, those two, uh, gyms never saw eye to eye. They always were clashing. It's getting to the point where it's going to be like that with now. I guess AKA, that's who uh, DC DC. and Kane train with, and. Jackson. I'm guessing Jackson.
0: It doesn't seem to be bad blood between the coaching staff, though, at all. Like, mm,
1: Just wait. One more fight. Kane against, uh, against Ngannou?
0: Yeah, but Ngannou doesn't train there. No. Well, okay, you can go with Jackson. You can go with anybody. It's just going to be A.K.A. Yeah.
1: against whoever, like... I mean, obviously, Connors count, but the thing nah, is... I don't the think thing is. A-
0: like is Connor like, is Cavanaugh Connor-
1: was like so happy with Khabib. Like did you did you see that JRE episode with Kavanaugh after yeah. they fought? Khabib was like, yeah, we we went in with the wrong game plan. Yeah, and Khabib did exactly what he said he was going to do. Yeah, and I love that because Connor and, like, and Connor and was
0: on that episode too, and it was. Yeah. I learned so much.
1: Yeah, I love those guys. Yeah, like Connor. Aside from listen, okay, is,
0: listen to, if you want to hear about weight cutting and Conor McGregor's coach talking and
1: he hearing Khabib's tires
0: get, get pumped, huh? listen to that JRE episode with Ca- John Cavanaugh and George Lockhart.
1: Yeah, because Lockhart cuts weight for a lot of guys. He's he, he started in the military. Yeah. yeah, cuts for Cyborg, who's a scary woman. Oh. I'm looking forward to that Nunez fight, though. Yeah, Cyborg and Nunez, that's going to be a, I think that's going to be a war. Yeah, I think Cyborg wins because she's a man. <laughs> she looks like it. she looks like Wanderlei Silva on steroids. Not even on steroids, she just looks like Wanderlei or Vatterley Silva. Yeah, but with long hair. Yeah, with hair with a yeah. It's it's gonna be
0: this weekend's gonna be huge. Does Steinbeck have it? Yeah, they do. You heading out? I'm going to uh, a friend's place in town. Maybe okay. I'll have to. Are you? What are you doing tomorrow night? Uh, well, as far as I know, nothing. I'll look into it.
1: Well, you know, no worries. I might I might rip over to Smiths and see if I can't have a yeah. couple wings and watch some, watch John Jones against Alex the Mahler.
0: And no! Well, and still.
1: Yeah, I think that's the way it's going to go. It's in the end still. He'll say end new. I know he will, but I mean, end still. still.
0: I mean, he never actually lost a fight. DC. You know what? I love DC. Daniel Cormier, you are a great fighter. Greatest
1: wrestler. One of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Absolutely. 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 Picking up guys like... I mean, he's not Funky Ben. Absolutely not. He's not Khabib. He's not George St.
0: Pierre. Nope. But although his wrestling is really good. You know, I would, DC? Like to, I would like to watch his Olympic wrestling tapes from 2008. Yeah, I mean, I don't
1: think it proves anything. I think it's just a matter. Like, I, DC's a great wrestler. Don't get me wrong. Well, everybody knows I mean, it. people say he's got the knockout power. I don't think. I think he caught Stipe, and I've said this before on the podcast. I don't think Stipe's head was ever in that fight.
0: He just had a new kid then, didn't he?
1: No, he, she was in labor. Oh, right. She was in the hospital. Yeah. Like, new kid, any hour, not any day, not any minute, like any hour, they yeah. could have. Like, he did his minimum press conference and was, like, he had a plane warmed up, ready for him. Yeah. To fly home to Cleveland to go be with his wife. So I just don't think his head was and in the that. Browns. <laughs> the Browns,
0: yeah. Good OHIO!
1: I love that, though. He, he carries the city on his back. yeah. He's he does. just that. He's a blue-collar guy that can knock people out and wrestle them, and wrestle them, and, and brawl. Like he's just a brawler. He's not a jiu-jitsu guy. He's not a no. submission artist. <laughs> he's not he, Frank Mir. He doesn't have, you know, crazy knockout power. Like again, bear with me. Not like Connor's knockout power. And GANU. And GANU. Where? What is it? If you, he's got the same horsepower behind his punch, or same force behind his punch that it's the same as being hit by a ford escort yeah. going full speed yeah That's but nice... like did you did you see that alistair overeem fight with gonzu yeah I when he was stepping heading back, back.
0: Yeah. or no yeah like yeah yeah like he just he, 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 was elevated. he was
1: elevated he was moving and oh and like watching alistair's head <sighs> whip back and his face when he hit the canvas. he was like just
0: like he was and then i'm sure alistair said <laughs> i felt a <the> dap <laughs> Who was that against? Was that against Stevie. That yeah. yeah, that's right. Like, you're you're joking, Alistair. You're joking. Even Rogan said it like, "Oh, we didn't really see him tap there." <laughs> but okay, and Ganu has that strength in his hand, but Rogan has an even higher strength in his spinning back kick. Absolutely. How about that? And he's fifty-seven years old. But he's trained all, and, all and, his life. Yeah. And I remember he recorded that kick wearing jeans too. Yeah. Not even in fight shorts. At all. Not even in shorts, just in jeans. Well, they were like stretchy fight jeans, but... wow, well,
1: any skinny jean is stretchy, just so you know. Oh, well, they were
0: an actual stretchy, like...
1: Oh, okay. Some kind of fancy jean. Like an everyday carry, just in case shit hits the fan. Which, by the way, I bought a new knife here today.
0: Well, let's yeah. take a look at it. What do we have here? Yeah, a, little a little maximum. maximum. Ooh. A lock and unlock. A little yep. serration on it? Okay. Yeah, you never know when, when things are going to pop okay, off. Okay, let's see how this lock works. Oh, it doesn't open though. No,
1: it doesn't open. Just... That's what I like. There we go. I like it. That's got a triangle, because, you know, triangle wounds are impossible to stitch up, hence the bayonet. Yeah. Fixed bayonets. Straight from Russia. Khabib knows how to operate a fixed bayonet, I, feel, <laughs> I can tell you right now.
0: I would tend to agree.
1: But, so, is that, are we all caught up on the UFC um, moments that we've missed? Two months?
0: Two months. It's been two months. months. It's been two months. I've gotten a request. When's the next podcast coming out? It's been two months. Folks have been busy. Folks have been busy. Boys have been working.
1: Paying for Christmas. Yeah. Whew don't remind me recovering from the drainage of savings accounts I when don't we want
0: I don't want to see that that credit card uh, bill
1: I just paid mine off yesterday empty all open now so
0: I got more truck parts to buy hey should we take a quick word from our sponsor absolutely all right we'll be right back in a what the heck is that so you ever been out somewhere? And wondered, man, how can I tote some water with me? Because I am thirsty. And we all know that hydration is key. You can't live without water. Well, today we have the solution for you. And it is called the Water Mule. From our folks, our friends, or Half a Thing of Honey. Our main sponsor, Half a Thing of Honey. Our flagship sponsors. Yeah. Those fine folks over at Half a Thing 100, our local apiarist. So what are they offering? So, and is this a
1: Boxing Week deal? No. Okay, this is a... This is
0: a permanent deal. All right, let's hear it. So, the water mule, okay? It is the most innovative, the best... The only water-carrying thing, device, piece of equipment you'll ever need in your life, okay? Basically, imagine all your hopes and dreams wrapped into one style of water carrier. Alright. It, it totes 1.5 liter of water. That's enough for,
1: like, a couple
0: hours at least. A couple hours at least, yeah. So, basically... Our fine folks what is the deal they're
1: offering tea they're, they are offering with the purchase of a 10 pound bucket of half a thing of honey
0: of their world locally famous sourced world famous honey locally sourced organic non-gmo absolutely blah 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 whatever the hip, hippie
1: folks are into these days it is that it's kosher even if you're Jewish absolutely you're in you buy one of those for regular price okay. of $37.99, you're going to get not one, not two, but three free water mules with your purchase. No, sh- you don't got to pay the shipping and handling. You don't got to pay, you know. Duties and taxes. None of that. Well, there might be some taxes because we live in Canada. No, they're tax free. Oh, this yeah. This tax free. Right. They're paying the tax on this because they want to get... The water mule out to folks. That's right. They need they need the world
0: to see how good this water mule We is. need the world to see. I swear by
1: mine. I Me love too.
0: mine. Swear by it. Me too. I've told many folks. It's the best thing to have on your person
1: while you're out hunting, while you're out doing anything. Anything. Outdoors. Do you want to cut trees down? Water mule. Water mule. But they're also. You want to hike to the lake? Water mule. Here's the kicker. They're going to throw in two free car fresheners.
0: This, no this is something way. They
1: just started in the new year here okay. coming up. They're going to be going for sale January 1. But if you place your order before January 1, they're going to send you two of them free. Free car air fresheners of their local honey scent. Lavender honey. I'm excited. All for the price of one free 10-pound bucket. I'm excited. Now, folks, you might wonder, what is a fellow going to do with 10 pounds of honey? You're going to be, I mean, that's hunting sandwiches. We proved that time and time again this year. Time and time again. How much honey you got to put on sandwiches? Also, another sponsor. Actually, this is more of a... Well, sort of a sponsor, sort of a shout out. As you can tell, this laminate flooring we have in here is rather outdated. Yeah, it is. And myself, I'm going through house renovations. If you guys are in the same boat need some flooring done, do want you head on over, check out my buddy, actually my cousin, that Nick Orion guy, T-H-A-T, period... N-I-C-K-R-Y-A-N, period, G-U-Y, that Nick Ryan guy, one of the best flooring installers this side, like, this side of the Mississippi, in the lower 48, alright, I'm going to show you a picture here, you guys can't see it, check out that flooring, that's some spectacular flooring, absolutely, that's like a rustic pine idea. Head on over, check them out, give them a follow, let them know what your needs are. Go tell, get some flooring. Tell them Tanner Friesen, T-Freeze, sent you. They'll be able to work out a deal for you. There you go. That sounds tempting to me. Absolutely. Now back to your regular, regularly scheduled programming.
0: On this digital radio show. All right, all you mugs that listen, we've got a listener's question here. First one. Break, so. break. This break. is the most uh, potentially informative question we've had yet. This is from a friend of mine, King Reginald. He's out hammering probably out somewhere. Probably. i seen he was hammering in BC the other he day. He was hammering in BC. He may, might even be hammering out there right now. I'm not sure. All right. Anyways, so he's got a question. Here's what he says. I'm not an outdoorsman at all, okay? Well, lately I've been uh, feeling a real urge to spend a night alone in the bush somewhere and see if I can do it. You know, hike a few miles, slap together a place to sleep, and hang out alone in nature. Any recommendations for a relatively safe location and tips for a rookie outdoorsman?
1: Oh, absolutely. I got a handful. Go on. Okay, so King Reginald, obviously, we're stoked that as as you call yourself a non-outdoorsman, is eager to get into the great vast of nature and experience what the big guy upstairs has to offer... Um, first and foremost, you're on the right track, love to hear it, uh, hopefully that translates into hunting later in life, Absolutely. If, if that's something that interests you, um, but yeah, so, safe areas, I mean, not far from home, you can get into the Sandylands area where we hunted, Absolutely. um, the white shell is a little farther of a distance, relatively safe, um... You can do it for next to nothing. Fuel, basically fuel, and if you got a good tent
0: and a good sleeping bag, how about a, how, Let's talk about. He he asks for a. Uh, let's see. He wants to slap together a place to sleep. Okay. So you can do that with um, some mailer twine. You can do that and with a saw that yeah absolutely mm-hmm. really any kind of rope Yep. all you need is some pine trees or some evergreens really evergreens Not, yep. forget the pine tree just an evergreen yep. Okay. whatever, like thin, whatever like kind of uh, coniferous tree you have absolutely all you need to do is uh cut down some good branches some with with some good cover on them yep and get yourself kind of a, uh, what would you call that? A one way sloped. Like a lean tube. Like a lean tube, yeah. So And you want to slope it one way. Here's what, here's here's where I'm going to, I'll
1: interject a little bit. Okay, let's think so about it. You're going to want to cut yourself six to seven foot, you know, the circumference being about seven, eight inches yeah. of.
0: So you're going to want to bring some kind of a cutting tool. Yeah, so you're whether gonna that, need be that be an axe or yeah, maybe a small saw. So a hatchet, saw. yeah, a hat will work probably yep, very good. Would good work small. Great. Yep. Lightweight,
1: you're not carrying a lot in, especially because you wanna you wanna hike in a couple kilometers, a yeah. couple miles, whatever it is. Yeah. I tend to use miles just because it's I easier. Pre- I
0: prefer miles, yeah. Um
1: you want to cut down probably you we're gonna want one that's two that are about seven foot tall, six to seven foot tall, and one that's about ten foot long. Okay. What you're gonna do is you're gonna put your two six footers on the end as your wall up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you can put your ten footer across yeah. the top. And, and you tie those
0: yeah. together. It's handy to have a bit of a Y-shape at the top of your six footer. Yeah, if you can that so your ten footer can rest in there, but you could make do with probably some bailer twine. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Or even a nail. You can use the back side of your hatchet yeah. as a hammer.
0: hmm
1: Then what you're gonna do is you wanna get whatever length, depending on your slope of your what we'll call your roof, whatever length's gonna work for you, give you a nice cover. You're going to want to lay down the same, you know, six, seven foot circumference trees or seven foot, six, seven inch circumference, lay them across the top of that 10 footer at an angle. Yeah. What I like to do then is put as much cover as I can and that's dead brush and stuff with, you know, cones or pines. Yeah. Needles, whatever it is, you know, in, in fall, you can get away with trees with dead leaves. Yep. Yeah. Just something to add a little well, bit. Well, really
0: in. all year you could get a, get away with leaves, especially, well, when, especially they don't fall. when they're green. Yeah, if they don't fall. Well, as long as they're still green and attached to the to the branches. Exactly that's what you want.
1: And they're not going to burn cuz exactly. you're going to want to So, let's go into the next area. So, you're going to want to start your fire. Pretty much your first priority when you get when you find your spot, shelter and fire. Shelter and fire. You're going to want to be warm. Yeah. And if you're cooking any food or you're hunting it yourself, you need that fire anyway. Yep. And keep
0: that fire not going. unless if you're carrying in a small stove, but let's assume you're making a fire. Let's assume
1: he's not carrying the jet boil. Yeah. He's making a fire to yeah. cook. So, I would personally get that fire going and then go out for your food if you're hunting it. If not, find a water source close to you. Yeah. Um, even if you're bringing water, it's always nice to have a water source. Um. Close because to you just for... we, the both of us know how much I enjoy to drink water. Yeah, Dwayne tends to drink um, about 32 times as much water as I do <laughs> in the bush. Um, in for, fact... For <laughs> any given day. The first white shell trip we had, he ran out of water, left the rest at the truck, almost had to give up some of mine, which I was okay with. I don't drink enough water while I'm out there anyway. Notice I said enough. Yeah. Um... So, Yeah, find your water source, and if it's early enough in the day, do the gallivanting you want. You can let your fire kind of simmer down; that's yep. fine. Now, when it gets close to nighttime, dark, you're gonna want to stoke that fire, get that fire going again, and cook your supper, whether that be hot dogs or wild game or whatever it is. Cook it on that fire. Some kind of a freeze dry. Yeah, if you got boil house water, or something. Yeah, boil yeah. water. Whatever it is you need to do on that fire, do that. Now. The best thing that I've learned to do is put a chunk of oak, if you can find it, on that fire at night. Yeah. Oak burns hot and slow. You're will really going to get up during the night to stoke the fire because you're going to get cold. I don't care if you got a minus 40 sleeping bag and it's, you know, minus 2 outside. It don't matter. You're going to, yeah. at some point, wake up because you either got to go to the bathroom <laughs> or...
0: You're cold. You hear something. You hear something, whatever. Which which probably isn't actually there. No, and that's... We'll get into that. Another... We'll just... Since we're talking about fire, I'll lay lay another quick tidbit here. Sure. One way that a lot of survivalists say you should make your fire is in a triangular shape. A triangular shape, sorry. So, you'd stack dead branches, dead limbs, dead logs, whatever. Something burnable in a triangular shape. And then that... I'd have to get the exact specs on what they recommend for a night, but that is supposed to burn burn slow. So you're going to have heat and still have fire in the
1: morning. Exactly. And that's That's, the biggest thing you want to remember is it always sucks to start a new fire in the morning. If you can use the ashes and embers to keep. As we say in low German, you can use the glout from the night before. Exactly. Um, That's where, again, I swear by oak. If you can get it, I, you know, I've, Often dry oak. brought in just a, a log of oak. If it's a one-night trip, I'll bring in a log, carry it in, just so I have it for night because then I wake up in the morning and usually there's still half that log is in there Yeah. and it's hot. Yeah. Um, other tidbits that I think I can think of, um, you will hear noises. You will hear cracks and birds and rabbits and, you know, the occasional,
0: I wouldn't say predator. You'll hear a howl. You'll hear a howl. If you're um, out in the, in the sticks in Manitoba, snowball, you will hear a howl. Yeah, and you're going Good gonna, chance.
1: Yeah. Um, just remember, you are the apex predator. Yeah. Whether that be with a knife, with a bow, with a gun. rifle, with a slingshot, you are the apex predator. You have the ability to outthink and outsmart animals if you put your mind to it. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: now, you're not going to... Winning a fist fight against a bear, perhaps. Probably not. You might get scratched. <laughs> More than likely, you're going to get scratched. Typically, if you have a fire going... So, you, basically, the fire is your best friend.
1: Absolutely. It's protection. It's, it's As well protection. as food. Yeah. Cooking ability. Yeah.
0: And water. And, and, and water heat. purification.
1: Yeah. And heat.
0: And heat. If it's cold, what do you need? Heat. We know all too well about being cold in the white shell. Oh, my god! That fire
1: was a godsend.
0: Absolutely. Thank you, Lord.
1: That was... Uh, hey we can do this now yeah you know even if your toes are a little cold fingers it's amazing what warm hands can do to a person absolutely we can sneak those gloves back on your hands it's all a mental game and that's where i was going with this if you can mentally mentally tell yourself that you are the biggest and baddest thing out there the rest of the animal kingdom will follow suit absolutely i mean what's what's the biggest thing with bears is Get loud, get big, yeah. Make yourself as big as you can, Absolutely. as loud as you can. they they'll scare away. They know that you are. You don't. Should it come down to it, you are
0: the apex. You're the predator. boss around exactly.
1: here, exactly.
0: Yeah. Um, Just remember though, you are in their element. Yep. So you gotta you gotta be on your toes. You gotta stay vigilant.
1: Absolutely. Don't don't, don't get down. sloppy.
0: Don't get sloppy. But you leave, are
1: leave, leave the liquor at home. Yeah. For the first couple times, leave the liquor at home. Yeah. I mean, I. I Again, I don't want to make it sound like I'm better than anybody else, but I know that when I set up deer camp or, you know, caribou camp or elk camp, whatever it is, I can bring, you know, a little flask and know that I can still stay vigilant throughout the night and have a a stiff water, as the boys would say. Just to warm the throat. Exactly. But uh, other tips... Um,
0: uh, for, for a backpacking f- trip... Figure out where your wind is coming from. Absolutely. That's that's a good step to start with as yep. well when you're building your shelter. Yep. You want to know where your wind's coming from. You want to be shielded from the wind.
1: And you'll you want, want that, you'll smaller want fires over one big fire. Yeah. Rather have two or three small fires around you than have one big raging fire. One big raging fire is actually not as good for heat as you think it will because a raging fire dies down awful yeah. quick. Three small fires usually don't die down that fast. Um, what other tidbits can we give them enjoy it it's fun remember to soak it in yep and take a picture let let things get difficult it shouldn't be all that easy you should have to work there should be some amount of work involved of sweating of thinking man I could have slept in my warm bed tonight but as we experienced this year that's where the memories are made. Yeah. When your feet are cold, when things are wet and won't burn, and the deer aren't there, in yeah. our case, you know, there were good memories made. Um, what are there tidbits? We give them... Oh, man. Oh, the biggest one... Bring that a I good knife. You. Bring a good knife. Tell somebody where you're going. There Give you them go. the general area. And, you know, like, let's say you're leaving... Here's what I do. So if I'm leaving on a weekend trip, let's say I'm going to the White Shell, uh, I took Friday off. Yeah. Okay, so I'm leaving first thing Friday morning. You know, I'm hunting the morning. So I'll let, you know, if Dwayne's not with me, I'll let Dwayne know. I'll let my parents know. I'll let, you know, usually three people know, hey, this is the area I'm going to be in. If you don't hear from me on Sunday by, let's say, 10 o'clock in the evening, call somebody. You know, try getting yeah. in contact with me. And if I don't call you back within half hour, call somebody and go out looking because I'm probably in trouble. It's not only going to give you, you know, the protection of okay, hey, if something happens, somebody's going to come look for me eventually. Yeah. I just have to make it. You know, let's say you get hurt on Saturday, you can switch your survival mode to I just have to make it till Sunday. Yeah. Let's get me till Sunday ten o'clock. I can make it till then. You know Marcus Latrell. That guy crawled. What was it? Five miles? Seven Something miles? Something like that. Yeah. Miles. Just lies. by stroking lines in the dirt and making it to him, and he yeah. survived. Um, but it's also going to give you that awareness of, hey, I don't want these people to come looking for me, right? I, I need to. I need to do my part you need to be better. I need to do my part and and not get looked for. Yeah. Um, Be careful, and and like I said, it's it's always it's the ultimate backup plan, right? Should something go wrong, something go haywire, you don't have cell service, you break your legs or whatever, right? Broken back, you get attacked in camp, whatever. You have people that know to look for you should something happen, which is huge. Um, And I think me and you both learned this year: pack for the worst of it. Absolutely. Yeah, you don't want to pack, you know, everything in the kitchen sink. Yeah. But bring a good first aid kit. Yeah. You know, in case you, you might You yeah. never you might never use it. I mean, I've had my first aid kit for eight years. I've never used it once. For the exception of a little bit of electrical tape to tape up a cut when I cut my finger on a band-aid. Yeah. But it only takes once for somebody to break a leg and you gotta make a splint or you know, something catastrophic happens.
0: And if if you if you do break something Let's say Or get into some serious trouble you know use what you got exactly. for splint. like you can use your natural surroundings to help you two sticks and some tape yeah does the trick I've yep. seen it done or if you can find two sticks and some long grass yeah there's a chance you can weave that stuff together exactly tie yourself up with it yeah it's better than nothing absolutely, absolutely.
1: rubber bands rubber yeah. bands are huge yeah. yeah but yeah so pack a good first-aid kit let somebody know where you're going and you know, just keep an optimistic mind. Absolutely. When things get tough and difficult and and you know, it looks like nothing's going your way, those are the best times because later in life, whether that be the next weekend, the next year, when you're sitting around a fire talking about the time you went out backpacking and your flint wouldn't you know, you couldn't spark that you couldn't get a fire. Work. Yeah. You you laugh about it later in life. Yeah. You know, we laugh about Dwayne's squishy boots now. In the time, in the moment, <laughs> that sucked for both of us. That sucked. That was cold feet, cold truck. Cold, miserable. Miserable. But it's fun. It's it was, fun. It was one of the most fun things we, we did this you year. know, it's fun. Exactly. But, you know, at the end of the day, glad you're getting out there and enjoy public lands as much as you can. Yeah. We are public land owners. We're paying for it. Exactly. And even if, you know what, even if you go camping in your neighbor's backyard, yeah, you're not that far from home, but it's always a trial run. Like you can always yeah. rough it wherever. You can park your truck in a Walmart parking lot for all we care.
0: Go, go camp but out in a gravel pit somewhere yeah. for your first time. I don't know. Exactly. Somewhere where there's nobody around in the gravel pit somewhere. I mean, out right <laughs> here there's tons of gravel pits. That a lot that every square mile. Anybody can get into. Exactly. Not a, not a bad place to start actually.
1: That'd be a good place to start. Yeah, I didn't think of that. Never. that. Yeah, no, that's actually a really good idea. You know, be just, wor- a, just, just be wary of any party going on in there. Any party or any, you know, gravel truck rolling in. Yeah. Not to squish your living arrangements yeah. while you're inside of it. Yeah. Um, another little tri- uh, trick that I learned uh, for boiling water is if you happen to have these... I've got the Ozark Trail... Um, I don't even know what you call it. It'd be like the water mule. It's similar. Uh, it's a big steel... Yeti has in the big steel tumbler almost um, for hauling water. What you can do is that you can holds almost. Well, this is uh, I think five liters. No,
0: or four
1: or, or four and a half, three, three and a half, four and a half somewhere in there. Three? Okay. You can fit almost a four liter jug of milk in there. Okay. Um, anyway, you can. What you can do is you can boil water, pour it in there, shove them in your sleeping bag. It's gonna heat your sleeping bag. Yeah. And you're also gonna have fresh drinking water that'll be cold or cool in the morning. Mm-hmm. Won't be you know, ice cold, but it'll be room temperature which is actually healthier for you to drink than cold water. Yeah. Um, I just thought of another thing and now I slipped my mind about water.
0: You're oh. gonna need it.
1: <laughs> put your clothes in your sleeping bag. Yeah. The clothes you're gonna wear the next day, put them in the foot of your sleeping bag. That way in the morning, they'll be warm. You don't have to get out of a sleeping bag in the cold. Because I don't care if it's summer. It's still cold in the morning. Yep. It's still cool. You still got dew underground. Mm-hmm. But you also don't have to get out of your sleeping bag to get dressed. Yeah. You can stay and, warm.
0: And if, if you have wet clothes, put them in your sleeping bag as well. Yeah. Your sleeping bag is going to wick... The moisture. The moisture out of your clothes. Absolutely. Now, if you get the opportunity later on in the day, you know, air out your sleeping you bag. Definitely air out it, your it sleeping will, bag. It will be holding moisture then. And it will get a funk about it. But in the present time you're going to wa- you're going to prefer dry clothes over a dry sleeping bag
1: and if it comes down to it let your inner fight or flight let that i guess talk yeah right harness that inner fight not to run home and be safe harness that inner fight that wants you know you're, you're a runner nobody cares work harder yeah let that be the mantra of any outdoor trip Right, there's always something you can yeah. do. But hey, you know what? We're as I, I can I think, I can speak for both of us here. We're pretty, we're pumped that you're getting outdoors and want to, yeah, want to do this. And hey, you know what? Maybe by next year, you'll be tagging along on a couple hunts, some big trips. hunts, yeah, a couple white shell trips. You'll be experienced.
0: And uh, like like Rogan says, conquer your inner uh... conquer your inner female dog. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, well. So-
1: Oh, go on. I, oh, I got a little more to go here. Oh, there's something I want to get into. Okay. Oh, so we've talked, obviously we don't want to reveal plans, but what, what's the kind of the plan for next year? Where are you, obviously for applications, you know, that's going to be coming up oh. in, in the next little while. Applications. Where are you putting in? What are you,
0: what are you hoping for next year? Well, ideally, I'd like to draw a Manitoba Moose or Elk tag. For or starters. both. Or both. I'd, I'd be happy with one. Maybe. I'd be extremely happy with two. Well, yeah, but I mean...
1: Gotta start somewhere, right? You ever heard of people getting lucky? Old son, hunters can get lucky too. That is true.
0: Part one first. Alright. I like to put that one first. Really? For the color. Cause chances are you got more of the clear stuff after. True. So in my opinion you'll dilute it more. Self-mixing. There you go.
1: We're taking a quick quick water break here. Yep.
0: Oh, we're running running low oh, here. Oh I
1: got another one there, don't kid yourself.
0: There's a piece of chunk of ice in here, boy. These Ozarks are nice. They're, they might have to give the water mill a run for their money. Boy. You know, these Ozarks are extremely handy. I've
1: come to take them on a few hunting trips this year. Yeah, you have. They're a little noisy, like with the lids. But they seem pretty durable. They, I mean, that one's got dents all over it from round and around truck boxes and backpacks and everything like that. So yeah, you're hoping for a Manitoba elk, Manitoba moose? One of the one or the other?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm also kinda hoping to make the cut for the Manitoba moose this year. Nah, I'm kidding. Um, I would really like to have a chance to go and uh, take an elk or a moose this year. Alright. I'm not really concerned which one or the other. I'd kinda like to start with an elk. But uh, I don't know. We'll have to see what the applications say this year. Yeah. Um as of right now I plan on running baits in spring for bears. Like usual. Like usual. Yeah. I, Which, you may need a new bear hunting, buddy. And all of a sudden, yeah.
1: I felt I might be interested in getting into. I tag along anyway.
0: Absolutely. Um So I've been thinking about some new spots again this year. I think about that every year, but Absolutely we'll see we'll see we'll see what the spring brings I mean things can change in a hurry absolutely
1: you know you never know what life's going to throw at you right nope it is man makes plan and God laughs there you
0: go so there's that and then um, obviously there's going to be some rod and reel action after that and then you're uh, thinking eh? you're, you're getting more into the fishing well, as you I get mean, older I always go and spend some time up in the diversion I know
1: you're supposed to take me this year you never did
0: that's I've it. never been there. We were going to do a podcast we there. We were
1: going to do a podcast live. Yeah, we, we never got
0: around of to Ah, oh, There were some hard times back then.
1: Well, the yeah, fellas were a little busy licking your wounds, <laughs> licking both wounds.
0: <laughs> That's the way she goes. Nah, every now and again. But, you know, there's that. And then come, come end of August, well... Hunting season's, o- hunting season's here. Hunting season's here and hopefully uh, an elk or moose hunt. Yeah. And and then there's always birds to be it, so that's Absolutely. that's me right there. And hopefully I can get up for some dogs, some coyotes and some wolves before the thaw. Yeah. Which is a long time from now.
1: Yeah, how we got a your, little bit of
0: time. How about
1: yourself there? Well, uh, I'm definitely putting in for elk and moose this year. Um we've discussed it for years, I guess we can say years now. Yeah, I think so. Uh elk and moose. Um We've thrown around the idea of a uh, speed goat hunt, yep. potentially. Down in Wyoming. Uh, yeah, I will be putting my name in for that one. Okay. Uh, if not with you, then I'm sure my dad would tag along. So that would be, I think it would be a really cool hunt, something that we don't get to do.
0: We don't have those here.
1: We don't have them here. The antelope variety. Nope. The, I can tell you what the, what the Linnea name is, but I don't have my book handy. Um, so I'm... I'm hoping that the the antelope will be a, a draw. I think that would be something that would be really cool to film and and just hunt. Yeah. Um, now, I would like to be able to take out a rifle and a bow. So, getting drawn for two tags is going to be a little difficult. I may have to settle for just a rifle, uh, which is okay. I'm, you I'm can totally still take your bow then. No, not in the states. No? States is different. No. They don't allow you to archery hunt out of archery season. Mm-hmm. At least in that, in in the one G, or I guess the one, not G, unit, one unit that I looked in uh, for tags, which, by the way, I looked into it, and the draw success is astronomical. Okay. I'll tell you about it after, because I don't want to give away statistics here on what you, I guess they don't know the unit. I can find it out pretty easy, though. Are
0: we talking the one that I mentioned for Speed Goat? I don't know if it's the same unit, because you never mentioned the unit. Well, I didn't mention the name, I just mentioned the area of Wyoming.
1: No, that one I didn't I just went straight by unit number. Okay. I looked at the draw percentage odds. Um and then elk, I'll be putting in for North Riding Mountain South Riding Mountain, two different zones. So I'll be putting in for both those. And obviously I'm going to get second tag again next year. Yep. Hoping to possibly oh, yeah, do third year. tag. Yeah. Uh,
0: cause but I mean th- th- things, as far as deer tags go they could change from, they could yeah, the yeah so in. we don't
1: we don't know obviously what where we'll be sitting come well, draw opens in May right and in March May I think it's May the draw opens remember. or maybe it's April April but anyway elk and moose I mean I know the archery draw is really good for Manitoba elk yeah, it's a very hard hunt. hunt. The success rate is decimals. Um, there's not even a single percent. But I know guys that have gotten very close to big mature elk. Uh, Braden Cruz, shout out to Braden Absolutely. Cruz. He's gotten within. Old, old friend. Yeah. You get married. Yes. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. If you ever check the podcast. Um, yeah. So he's been close to to elk. With archery, with archery, mm-hmm. um, but yes, yeah, so that's I, I'm kind of I don't want to say hinging, but I, I would love to be able to hunt elk next year. Um, I'm kind of preparing myself mentally and physically for hunting elk next year, and you know a ten day hunt out there, and yeah. possibly a ten day hunt in Wyoming, and just keeping my options open. Absolutely, I know there's a lot of things that are on the table, but. As for solid plans, obviously white shell deer, yeah, and that's about it, or whitetail deer, I guess I should say.
0: I think one thing that we or for my own person, when I'm you know trying to plan things for the next year, yeah, in the past, I've always been scared about not having time to hunt whitetail. well, they're all they're still gonna be there, oh yeah, that's one thing I have to keep in mind they're still gonna be there, yeah.
1: It's it's the small hunts, well, I shouldn't say small hunts, it's the big hunts, like elk or antelope or stuff like that that may not come around every year, yeah. right? So, I mean, you can always put in for it. I mean, I shoot, I'm going to start putting in for tags in Oregon and Montana. <laughs> get some
0: points. Get some,
1: yeah, exactly. I'd love to go hunt elk in Montana. I got a good contact out there who's taking big elk. Mm-hmm. He's got horses, he's got whatever, you know, we could need out there, so... Never hurts to start putting in. Absolutely. Getting permissions. Permissions. And uh yeah, so that's kind of our I guess both of ours hunting plans for next year. Obviously you'll be in bear. I I'm I would love to get into bear. We'll see what spring holds. Um yeah. as for just busyness of life. Um
0: Yeah. Any shower thoughts? Um Man, let's think here for a second. I know I have one. I'm sure you got a couple. Well, I'm going to say this as a fact. This is our last podcast of 2018. This is our first year. We've got 14 episodes after this one.
1: Yeah.
0: It's been a heck of a year. We would have liked to have brought forth more content, but that's the way she goes. Hey, you know what? For the first year of... We're not getting paid.
1: A couple mugs battering. We're just barely staying afloat with our sponsorship. Starting, uh, starting kind of on a whim, like hey, let's almost do a, a podcast. year ago,
0: almost a year ago, let's let's do a podcast. Yeah. Okay.
1: okay, okay. Well, how are we going to do this? Well, there's I don't here's know. Here's the app. Here's an app. It. Let's try it. Yeah, and there it was. So we, I guess, thank you for Listening. everybody that tunes in and has written in and shout outs. You know, let's wanted them and mm-hmm. so our sponsor our main half, sponsor. Half a thing of honey. Half a thing of honey. obviously. go check them out. Yeah.
0: Um let's I'm going to make some shout outs here to Jeff Martin Bull Hunts, all right. formerly Manitoba Bull Hunts. He's been an avid listener. Absolutely. Uh, obviously King Reginald 19, great supporter. He's a great friend of mine and he's a great supporter. He's hammering. He's hammering. He's getting on it. Oh yeah. He's getting after it. Yeah. He's Dave
1: and Goggins getting after it. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I got a couple, I guess. Uh, shout out to that Nick Ryan guy, Johnny Allen, and Brandon Watchhorn. They're avid listeners. Uh, they listen to it at work all the time. Big
0: shout out to those fellas. Yeah,
1: they, uh, they know what they're doing when it comes to flooring.
0: Um, who else? You makes? know, that's one thing I've never dabbled in Florence flooring. I've never done it either. I don't know if I'd want it. I, I feel like I'd let hurt. them do it. Yeah, they, let them do it. They make
1: good money, they can have it. Um, Oh, we can't forget our main man Playman. Playman Stoivanov. Yeah. I been, I, I, apologize if I apologize if I say that wrong, but that's just how you are now. Like that's just how his that's a, his name. Playman Stoivanov, yeah. He I mean he's Big been shot. day one. Day one. Ride or die. We thank first, you for that. First email we ever got. Yeah. I think uh, our only one. <laughs> only one so far, yeah. Only so, actual email. Yeah. So uh thank you to you guys for I guess for giving us the motivation to keep Putting them out and putting up with us, because yeah. I, I mean, mean, I can say from from my perspective, just 2019 much. is we have some big things. Obviously, we're not going to share anything today, but we got some big things on the table um, outside of hunting um,
0: regarding hunting
1: that we. I'm are, not sure
0: what you mean, but we'll leave that till next year.
1: Um, we are excited to obviously bring you guys. More and more content as you guys request it and keep wanting it.
0: I'm happy to post more. I know I've been a bit slow with the Flatlands Field and Foul Page. Oh, I've
1: been awfully slow with uh, Tall Oak Pursuit. Just with
0: life, life, and yeah.
1: not having as many pictures. Well, I have a lot of pictures this year, but not as many as you always want. That's the thing. Like we yeah. took a lot of, like we had a lot of media this year. Yeah, but. Still, a lot of did, it's the same, though. Well, yeah, and and we still didn't get a lot that.
0: And and while we're out honor. there, I mean, we're, we're we're out there to hunt. We're out okay? there. Hunting. We don't we don't, have, we don't have a camera crew out there, but maybe next year. I mean. Hey, well, hey, I Marcel, saying, are you listening? Yeah,
1: hey, he was giving out a giveaway the other day. We should get in if Marcel. You know what, was it, was it Leferrier?
0: Yeah, I'm yeah. confident. I've known Marcel for a long, 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 long... By the way, Kate, okay, go follow LeFarrier Film on Instagram and Facebook.
1: And also, Spencer Bresky There you go. That guy, photographer, like, photography-wise, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Unmatched, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah.
0: So, I'm confident I could get Marcel out.
1: I could get Spenny out. Those, those two boys, they love backpacking mm-hmm. together. Like, you could, like, for a white-shell trip... With a couple tags in their pockets, boy, they'd want to hunt. Oh, yeah. Spenny loves to hunt. Marcel loves to hunt. We can get a there. Grew up
0: with a fella. Yeah. He's a couple years younger, but grew up with him. So, I was, mean, I, I'm not saying I'm growing up yet.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, we, we we all ain't grown up yet.
0: But that's kind of my shower thought. I just want to you yeah. know, thank everybody I'd, for I'm tuning in.
1: Tag on to that and, and just say thank you. Again, you guys have. I mean, there's been a few episodes shot where we're like, "Ah, oh, we should probably bang one out here." And I mean, glad we did. And glad, glad we Glad we did. stuck with it for a year. Yeah. So well, like, not quite a
0: year yet, but well, we're, we're closing in much, there. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. It was end of January.
0: Was it? That was so. February. Oh, I could have been February. But, well, let's for figure. sure. Let's well, I know, it would have
1: been February because end of January I was. Yeah. Wasn't like we were. No, no, no.
0: It was March 10th. Really? There was still snow on the ground. It was oh, cold yeah. outside. Oh, yeah. It was cold. You yeah. were still using that. You
1: Didn't you just pick up that blade right around that time, too? No,
0: no, I got that in, in fall time. Did you? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I built it in fall or December yeah, last That's year. right. That's right.
1: Well, are we signing off for 2018?
0: <sighs> I think so. We're almost at the two-hour mark Almost market. at two
1: hours. This is going to be... That's got to be... Oh, no, we had one that was two and a half, right? Or 220, I think it was. Oh, uh, something like that, yeah.
0: But you know we need to get a young Jamie in here. Somebody that, you know, young Jamie from JRE.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just kind of pulls up our fact checker. Yeah, absolutely. Our longest
0: one was one hour and fifty-eight. No, sorry, one hundred and fifty-eight minutes. So that's pretty near two and a half hour. Yeah. So we're we're pushing. That was Whitetail Time. feet, the Yukon Yukon story. Yeah,
1: that was when I just got home. Yeah. And then our. I think that was after we hunted the white shell the first time, when we spooked that doe. Remember when we came up over that ridge and spooked yeah, that doe? Yeah, it was. Out? Yep. Yeah. When we had to put the rain gear on, and had
0: soggy oh, boots. Oh, my
1: squishy boots. Squishy, soggy oh, boots. Don't remind me. Well, next year's a new year. Absolutely. The new hunting season is literally right around the corner. I mean, think about it. We're in August, so we got, well, what's August? Tenth month? No. Eighth month. Eighth
0: month. It's my birthday birthday month Eight months Good grief I'm I'm, I'm turning
1: 25 next year I know I'm turning 24 in March (sighs) Times are a-flying Okay, you have any last words? Finish your ribbons Finish your dirty creeks
0: Finish your dirty creek Stay vigilant Stay vigilant Pray to the good lord above Keep hammering Nobody cares Work Harder. We'll catch you next year, folks. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you. Have a good year. May the good Lord bless you.